Scott, what's up, my man? How you doing? Are you all right? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, yeah. It's a nice sunny day here for a change. Yeah, man, you don't get a lot of those, do you? No, our summer consists of about three days. <laughs> I, I I visited the UK uh, a couple of different times. I was in the uh, I was in the US Air Force, and I went to Lake and Heath. Oh yeah, Mildenhall. Yeah, and I went to Mildenhall, and I visited Molesworth, and oh, uh, yeah. So I've been around your country. So <laughs> didn't see the sun a whole lot when I was there. No, that's really strange. You should say. Um... Lake and Heath. Uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Mildenhall. Yeah, Lake and Heath and Mildenhall. Um, Lake and Heath. I have been on in one band. Uh, we were touring with an American band when I was about 25. No, no, I was younger than that. Maybe 18, 19 years old, and we actually got invited onto Lake and Heath as probably one of the first English bands in about 20 years to play on there, and. Okay. And then I played Mildenhall with the same band, but we also played a pub that was next to Mildenhall called the West End. I don't know if you ever went there. Man, if you're talking well over 20 years ago. So yep, yep, yeah, that yeah. would have been about right. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big, big bar that had like a massive, it was like a field at the back of it, like a, a beer garden, but it had all children's play area and everything. And we played like a live like a live festival there and all the Ameri yeah. all the american uh, army guys came off the base onto yeah that's strange you should mention them yeah really strange yeah man i had a good time there people were always great and uh man i love fish and chips back then so it was good <laughs> yeah fish and chips are good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's really strange because um what was it roundabout December into January time um, just just always been in and out of fitness and weightlifting and training and I've had a few years where I've been I've been really really great shape you know like uh, fighter shape you know all that I used to do a bit of a bit of cage fighting a bit of kickboxing and karate and got in some good shape and always been fairly healthy i mean I, I do i do smoke and i do drink but not i wouldn't say i was at a level where you could say i was a smoker um certainly like uh, i like a whiskey um but my health you know i continue to run not at your level but to keep some fitness never been a massive cardio fan it was mainly sort of uh, martial arts and weights and probably about two years ago i was coming home from work and the only way I can explain this is like when you've had you've gone out to like a, a restaurant and you've eaten far too much and you're bloated and you, all you want to do is lay down yeah and yeah at the time I was intermittent fasting so I was doing 16 hours maybe 18 hours without eating and feeling like I'd had a you know five six course meal uh, really lethargic really tired no energy kids weren't seeing me i was literally coming home from work and i was going to bed and i had like a pain in my stomach and i thought there was something you know like there's something seriously wrong managed to get to a doctor this was about two years ago and i've got like a, a rare hernia that's under my ribs so when this thing fucking aggravates it it basically i, I look like i'm nine months pregnant so around about christmas time last year 
not out of the so um, you know i'm not gonna lie it wasn't out of the thing of, oh i want to save animals or anything like that i just decided to try being vegan for like three or four months um i would say i was more vegetarian than vegan and um all that pain basically went away i, I kind of started eating meat again when the apocalypse happened because i just thought like you know i need i need to eat some meat but i'm definitely going to go back into that i think you know just like just that that pain seems to come from meat and fats and yeah so when i when i saw your story when i like when you know we were talking and you were telling me what you had achieved i thought yeah it's time to 41 years old it's time to um you know kick start the old fitness again and and be on the planet maybe 20 years longer than than <laughs> that i didn't have you know from bad living so man i i uh I credit you with all the respect in the world for what you've achieved, and yeah, well done, well yeah. done you. Well, well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. How old are your children, Scott? Uh, nearly eighteen, fourteen, and nearly sixteen. Okay, well, I've got one nearly sixteen. Good, good kid. If you want him, I will make a great deal <laughs> for you to come pick him up. Um, I mean, I can I'll pay you handsomely. Just get him get him out of the house, cause uh, yeah, no, he's he's a good kid. He's a he's just fifteen, man. <laughs> That's it. You know what? My children have been the rock through this. Uh, obviously, my wife. Uh, I mean, I'll, we'll talk about her later. But my children have been a rock through this this weird situation that we've all found ourselves in, because I really expected breakdowns and you know. <laughs> drama and no my kids have been my kids have been fantastic man you know like if i could really turn around and say to them on an adult level that they wouldn't think yeah shut up dad you've had too many whiskeys uh (laughs) you know if i could just say wow you know you've really you've really been amazing because they have that we've pulled together even though we were a close family we are a close family now you know my my kids are great my wife's been an absolute rock and yeah I'll, I'll swap you. You can have my 18-year-old daughter, and I'll take your son. <laughs> Man, uh, hey, I, I may take you up on that. So, yeah, she, I'll tell you what. She, yeah, I, she would love to uh, um, train with you. I've been, you know, I've taught her some martial arts and stuff like that, and she's she's a, a learning sponge when it comes to fitness and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, she's great, really good. Yeah good man it's never too early to get them started and uh you know i and let i mean there's it, there's so much that goes behind it um i think it translates to all levels of life as far as goal setting professionally mm-hmm. um i mean man you can only perform as well as you feel right yeah so, absolutely and we'll definitely convince ourselves over time that no nah, i'm fine you know I'm okay. I'll, you know, I, I, I can, I can turn it back on if I need to. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, hell, this is the first time in all of history that more people have, are dying from overeating than starvation right? yeah. worldwide. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You see the uh, statistics for, you know, where we're heading as far as diabetes and, um, heart disease, man, it, it'll scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Yeah, I looked in, I looked into funnily enough just through this this you know this fucking weird situation that we find ourselves in. Um yeah. I, I I just happened I'm not I'm not someone who like is into death or anything like that. Sure. You know, but I just looked into um 
deaths just just in average you know like how many deaths a week in the uk how many deaths on average a year in the uk just deaths not not down to like you know suicide or drugs and right. I, th I think it was something like 10,323 deaths a week in the uk and this this all started my my kind of interest started from this covid19 you know just being like i had no idea that it was that amount of people a week and then i and then i sort of investigated a bit further and I, and one of the highest killers and i honestly thought it would have been like cancer and maybe hiv the highest killer other than this covid19 right now was diabetes yeah and heart disease yeah that shit does not discriminate no yeah, no man. and it's quite scary because i didn't realize that um and that sounds really naive and really dumb but i didn't realize that you know a new heart a new heart disease was a big factor and a new cancer was a big factor but the diabetes thing it was kind of like you know you just sort of hear it every now and then and then because i'd looked into that it's like it's like when you watch something for the first time or you, you're gonna buy a car the minute you go to buy that car you see that car everywhere you know and all yeah. of us all of a sudden because i'd researched into diabetes and heart disease suddenly i realized like not realized suddenly i found out like 90 percent of the people i work with have got diabetes that's crazy yeah, yeah. it's crazy yes I, I think the last stat i saw and i may be off on this i didn't research it today but i think by 2030 half of the united states will have diabetes wow and that's something that's completely controllable right i mean that is in, in most cases it's completely you know it's self-induced yeah because um, isn't the treatment for majority like i don't i, would, I don't want to say 90 percent, but like 50 percent of people are diet controlled is that right man yeah absolutely yeah yeah i, I mean i think and i think it is more than 50 percent, though i i think it's you know i mean as time goes i mean i think it's the you know the ones that are self-induced that weren't born with it um, yeah. I think those 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 stats are man they're getting crazy, um, completely accelerating right now. And I this mean, is you know you look. Go ahead. This is it though, isn't it? This is the thing. It's like you've closed us down. You've shut us down for something that I know. I mean, you guys have got a you've got a a, a fucking terrible death toll, and we're not far behind you. Um, but if they were putting up the statistics daily of everything else that is killing people, would would that 100,000 deaths, would that 60,000 deaths for our country, 100,003, I think it is for you guys from this COVID-19, would would, yeah. would there actually be that dramatic change? I don't think so. If they were putting... No. I mean, no. <laughs> absolutely not, man. I mean, that's what... And, and, and don't get it twisted. This is something, man... And I've listened to a lot of your podcasts here over the last few days, um, and and you you say what I say, man, it's scary. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it, I have nothing. I'm 44. I have nothing in my life to compare it to. No. Um, however, I mean, if if we if we're gonna talk about you know, public safety and such, if you start looking at how many people are fucking dying of you know from diabetes and cancer and and, and alcoholism and shit, I mean, dude. You can't control it all, right? So, I mean, I don't see anybody. I mean, car wrecks for for Christ's sake. Hey, are we going to say people can't drive over thirty five miles per hour? Exactly. And, you know, ever again, right? I mean, there's you know there's going to be some you know an acceptable. And I hate to say it, you know, if, if yeah. you 
lose someone, it may be not, you know, it's not acceptable, but there's got to be an acceptable death toll. Um, you know, it's yeah. cost. Yeah. Fortunately, I mean, you know, the government's run as a business. And I mean, if we're, we can't eliminate all danger and all risk, right? If that's the case, nobody's getting in a death heart ever again, right? This nobody's is it. Drinking, yeah. Nobody's drinking a Coca Cola, right? I that's mean, it. if we're going to be completely this, honest yeah. with ourselves. But. Yeah, this is it. This is the whole point. It's like, at what point? Did they take away our discretion and our our choice of life? Um, you know, like I, I understand this flatten the curve, but there's there's no scientific right. evidence whatsoever to prove that these lockdowns have even worked. You know, nothing, right. and there isn't. And I was reading something. I mean, I've really got quite um, involved in researching this stuff because there's like there's like 35 percent of me that is completely conspiracy furious you know like that I, I really am you know a year ago i would have been saying boy the earth is flat man you know <laughs> do you know what i mean because I, I i can i can really run away with something even though my logical brain my rational brain kicks in and says no scott no that's not right but i've really looked into this and what's more frightening than the fucking death toll or the virus is the way the behavior between ours and your government you know i can only pick on us two because i think we're very similar in what's going on we're we're being run by buffoons yeah, you know don't you <laughs> we are your country yeah, and my country what... right now have hey, got that's... exactly the same leader in power go on yeah um... hey that's what i was about to tell you man and and, and i mean you got to think we, they have done such a great job with scaring the shit out of people that mm -hmm. we have proof we have proof of aliens and nobody gave a fuck i know right? i mean we have three videos of our navy pilots running into to aliens and like that that should have been the biggest story in 20 in 50 years right yeah and, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah and i get you and, and you know you always want to look like hey man is this some worldwide conspiracy but scott the more these people talk and act i realize that there's no one in government smart enough orchestrate a conspiracy they're fucking idiots yeah so yeah i i mean and it would be cool right it would be you know like oh wow you know it'd be a great move oh yeah but I, they're just not that fucking smart no no <laughs> so, i was i was yeah, having I, I, I totally agree with you i was having a conversation with a friend of mine about two weeks ago and we were talking about the uh the uh, moon landings and he's a fond believer that the moon landings were were hoaxed Right. And I mean, I've looked into sure. this, I've looked into it and there is a lot of aspects that tell me, yeah, it was. There's a lot of aspects that say, you know, we couldn't get through the van. How the fuck did they get a tinfoil fucking sandwich box through radiation that we can't pass through now with the technology that we've got now? They've, and NASA ad have admitted it themselves. We lost the technology. How can the how can you lose the technology? You know, that's like BMW to or, or, or Chrysler turning around and saying, we used to be able to build cars, but we lost the technology to build cars. So maybe in the next 10 years, we might be able to build cars again. You know, you don't lose that technology. It's not like a videotape. You don't just tape over it. You know, that was that was my favorite program. You've taped over it. And But the thing that strikes me with what you just said, and I 100% guarantee, uh, sorry, agree with what you you said is it would take a high level of intelligence to hide a lie like hoaxing the fucking moon landings because 
if you and I were a cameraman on that set, there's not a chance in heaven that I wouldn't have gone home and gone, Ed, you know what I did today? <laughs> I filmed the fucking moon oh. landings in a warehouse in Texas. You know, it would have been spoke about. And the government, our government, your government, they're thick as shit, man. <laughs> no, you're right, man. You're right. Um, yeah, we could talk about that all day, man. <laughs> mm. But what I'm discovering and what yeah, I'm finding... so... Sorry, go on. No, 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 please, go ahead. I was going to say, what I'm discovering and what I'm finding really, really fascinating and what I'm finding really invigorating in the human spirit right now between your country and my country is this kind of united revolution that seems to be starting, which is, you know, you've had that, you've had that horrific... Uh, murder, uh, you know, that's all over the. Is it Min? Uh, uh, where is it that's happened? Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, where the riots are happening. I mean, that's just that's just yes. ho- that's just horrific and awful, god awful. Um, but everything that's coming from what's happening right now, I think, is quite a good thing because I think the people are suddenly realizing that there's more of us than there is them. Um, we seem to be standing united, you know, against government and law, which is which for me in my lifetime of 41 years is something that I've always wanted to see. And, you know, I think these are I think these are going to be good times, man. You know, I think there's something good coming from this. Yeah, I mean, we're we are. Re- I mean, human beings are you know completely resilient and, you know, I mean, and. Yeah, what's going on in Minnesota? That's mm. that's some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Uh, you know, the riots and such. I mean, the crazy thing about it is, we had police enforcing absolutely ridiculous laws here, telling yeah. people that they can't go out and work and earn a, earn a living and pay their pay their mortgages. And in this country, I think what we saw was a lot of people that have traditionally believed, always been on the side of the police. Oh wait! No matter what, I think that that trust has you know withered away a little. Oh god, yeah. And I think a lot of people now, yeah. And in the and in the timing of, of that poor gentleman's, I mean, you, you got to call it a murder, right? I mean, there's nothing else you can say. Absolutely, um, boy. I mean, absolutely. Both sides, both sides had to look at it. Now, I mean, you go to the rioting, and part of me thinking, man, how does how does that 55 inch Sony, you know, flat screen 4 LED. How does that help that gentleman's name? Yeah. But if nothing else, I mean, and if you know nothing else, it's got people looking at it and thinking about it. Now, unfortunately, those stores may never open again in those neighborhoods, yeah. and you know, and damaging your neighborhood. I mean, that's and so many people in in those neighborhoods depend on that store to get their food, to get their supplies, their diapers, uh, their jobs. Yeah, you know, let's call it what it is. And and and, and I hope. For the you know for that community's sake that those businesses don't leave, but you know it's a slippery slope, man. And I, a lot of people here, you know, I know they're like, hey, man, something got to be done. You know, yeah. at least, at least the good that comes out of it. I mean, is now I think more people are at least open-minded enough to have to have a conversation. I mean, it's not all black and white. It, no online the echo chamber is so polarizing and you know yeah. you're you're with us or against us and everything and I, I don't think i don't think as a whole i don't think human beings are all that different 
Um, we all want to take care of our families. We all want the best future. Now, what people believe is best for them and their families, of course that differs, okay? We've been raised differently. We've grown up in different different areas of the world. and uh, We have different beliefs. But it, it's still, the good in people, I, I do believe, you know, for the most part, people are good. And, uh, man, I, I hope they're, you know, they're, this this leads to uh, you know to some to some positive changes in the long term. Yeah, I agree with you, and that's kind of that's just basically. I mean, I went off on a bit of a you know let's all be Che Guevara and 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 you know take the government down because <laughs> um, that's me because that that's the kind of person I am. I'm an underdog kind of person, and even though I'm I'm a law-abiding citizen, I am all for chaos AD in the sense of you know these people work for us you know i pay over yeah. i pay over high taxes so that you can have a 190,000 pound job doing know, fucking man. nothing you know why why i mean like i i'm a stock manager right in in um in a factory that basically makes bird seed right i, I make i make yeah. good money i make good money but for the job that i'm doing i do not make good money i am I'll tell you something, Boyd. On a Saturday night, I start panicking about going back to work Monday morning, right? Because I know how stressed it's going to fucking be. I know that, you know, I'm going to... I basically run my company from here, which is about an hour... Have you ever heard of Leeds in the UK? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I'm about an hour away from Leeds. So I basically run the stock management... I'm, a stock manager from Leeds to Ireland, which is a big, it's a big deal. Um, and it's a very stressed job and I'm paid about, I would say about 12 pound an hour, which is pathetic, you know, for the amount of stress that I'm taking on. Um, and for the, sure. for the person that it turned me into before I realized that it doesn't matter when, and the one thing that I will say about this COVID-19, it's made me realize that a lot of shit, doesn't matter you know and and that is the one saving grace that has got me through this situation because i've said this on many podcasts with many people that i've been speaking to i am the most introvert awkward person that you could ever meet you know like i'm really confident but i just have a thing with people like i just find it hard to talk to people so when i turned around to my wife and said i'm gonna start a podcast she nearly choked on her food you know she was like you (laughs) you're gonna talk to people and i'm like yeah i'm gonna talk to people and i can talk till the cows come home but i've got to know you you know i've got to feel safe with you and and i'm quite an awkward person so i really am quite enjoying this time because this has happened i'm talking to you me and you probably would never have met and these other people that i've interviewed would never have met and it's also something that you know i was saying for a long time and and i don't want anyone to think that i'm talking about the deaths or or anything like that but i was just saying for a long time i've never seen anything in my lifetime happen you know like aliens arriving or you know zombie apocalypse that kind of thing and I would rather yeah. the aliens had arrived or a zombie apocalypse because, you know, a zombie's slow. I can get away from a zombie. I don't know where the virus is. Um, but it's been one of those sort of interesting times that my kids will be able to tell their kids and their kids will be able to tell 
their kids, you know, oh, in 2020, there was a, a virus, you know, like 1918, that sort of thing. But it's like, yeah. it's mad. You know, I was having this conversation with someone the other day and it was like, we're finding it hard now, but in 1918, they had a virus pandemic and a world war. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Is It just strikes, it, I just think it's so peculiar, man. I think there's so much strange shit going on with this virus that it makes it comical you know especially in this country yeah we've got a we've got a prime Man, yeah you, go on sorry you, you guys you guys during world war ii were getting bombed daily and still going to work yeah you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's it's funny now. Like, oh, shit, man. We got to sit. We got to hide from this thing. We can't see it, but we got to hide from it. And I yeah, think about like, that. I mean, oh, go you guys. Wash your hands. <laughs> You're right. You're totally right. Imagine telling a 90-year-old man that fought in World War Two, you've got to wear a mask and wash your hands 20 times a day. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Hey, if, if, if Normandy didn't take me out, I'm not yeah about this virus right we've got we've got a friend yeah, it... we've got a family friend the guy is literally riddled with cancer you know he is he is like um he's like i am man to cancer because cancer just can't kill him off he's been going for years i mean he's literally got it from his head to his toes and he loses one cancer he gains another you know he's the most unlucky person that i've ever met but the nicest guy you can ever meet but he is just riddled with it and he is out there man all through this lockdown working 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 you know the one person on the planet who should have been shielding himself is like no nah, this is bullshit i'm gonna work and yeah. you know and i have i've worked all the way through it i don't know about yourself have you worked all the way through it yeah i have man i yeah nothing's changed here yeah nothing's changed for me the only thing i can say yeah, that I has mean... changed for my family right is going to restaurants and bars Oh, and the cinema. That's it. Yeah, man. Saving a lot of money. That's been nice, right? Not, oh, not yeah. spending a ton of money on things. Yeah, yeah, man. You mentioned that cancer mindset. And it's funny uh, because I, man, I, and I'm going to get into this. I used to own a gym. So I, I had a lot of these conversations with some extremely interesting people that I probably wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to meet. And I actually trained one of the, uh, one of the world's you know top cancer doctors. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he would have people come in and they could have a, a small tumor somewhere. And, he's, and, it, and he said, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is a routine surgery. We're going to get this out. You're going to be fine. But as soon as those people heard the word cancer, they would fucking die. I mean, yeah. they would basically go into just shit, man. I'm going to die. It's, I'm fucked. I've got cancer. And yeah. then there would be other people. He would, he would, he would, he would come to them and tell them. Hey, you know this. There's nothing we can do. You know, you you may have six months, and they're like, "Fuck that! I'm going to beat it." Yeah. And they'd live for like this guy you're talking about, and they'd live forever. I mean, for you know, for much much longer than he thought. And it just came down. I mean, you know, if you start if you convince yourself you're sick, then you're going to get sick. And I think we're seeing, man. I, I, I there's people in this country living terrified. I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely terrified that they're high. They won't leave the house and. You know, and they're just, they're terrified. They'll, and every sniffle or whatever, allergies are high right now in this country and just where I live in Texas. And people are like, oh shit, no, I want to go get tested, but I don't want to go to the doctor because that's where all the sick people are. And I'm like, oh, give me a, a fucking break. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, 
this, I mean, this shit's killed more people over 80 than it has under 40, right? So if you're a young, healthy individual, you, you should be okay, all right? So, I mean, I'm not discounting it. I know there are some cases where people have passed with it, but, man, yeah. I, you know, if we walk around and we feel like victims, we feel like we're sick, um, uh, you know, yeah. there's a good chance we're going to end up sick. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what, Boyd? I, I totally agree with you. And and at the beginning of this, I've, I've said this in many of these podcasts, but I was completely, completely void of this situation. I mean, like, in a complete bubble, you know, like, I was on Twitter, but I wasn't really on Twitter. I don't have Facebook. I don't watch the news. Um, you know, I YouTube Joe Rogan. I watch UFC and I go to bed. That, that, that was basically what I was doing. And March 7th was my birthday. And I was 41 years old. And we got a hotel in the next town. And we went out. And, and my friend came and we got really, really drunk. And the first time I heard a coronavirus was a drunk conversation whilst having a cigarette in a beer garden. Someone going, oh, yeah, man, this virus is going to fucking kill everybody. And I was like to my wife, what virus? And then four days later, my kids are sent home from school. Everything's shut. People from my work are working from home. You know, like, next minute we're on lockdown. Bars are closed. Fucking. And, and I was like, wow. What the, you know, what's happening here? What, what? what is this and for the first time in my in my 41 years on this earth i experienced anxiety i've never experienced anxiety like it before in my life and my wife suffers with yeah. panic attacks and i used to be a uh, not a cunt with it i used to be the person that would say you know what what are you panicking about you know all of a sudden i was shaking like a shitting dog because i had to leave the house and go to work and this happened this this went on for about two weeks like you said i got a snivel or a headache and i was immediately i've got covid i've got covid and my wife is really strong and she speaks her mind and it had been about two weeks and my wife said scott and i went yeah she went fucking man up i need you and the kids need you to grow up and that was it i just snapped back into yeah you're right you know you're right. If I'm going to get it, yeah. I'm going to get it, but I'll survive it because 99.9% of people will survive it. Yeah, man. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to kick back something you said a minute ago. You told me uh, when you when you decided you're going to do your podcast, yeah. your wife thought you're going to go talk. You're going to talk to people, right? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, but I, I can relate to that because, man, the time I started telling people I was going to do an Iron Man, motherfuckers looked at me like I had three heads. Oh, right? yeah. Because here I am. I was 270 pounds at that point. Um, and, you know, and, and of course, I'm going to get into that. Whenever you're ready, man, I can, I, I, I'm ready to tell you the story. Yeah, just do how it, that man. came to pass. And, yeah, man. So, um, it's, you know, it, this kind of ties into what we've been saying. So, a little bit about my background. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about you know, years one through 18. I grew up poor as fuck. I was raised in, uh, in a little town, a coal mining town in Southeastern Kentucky. Uh, man, I had, you know, I didn't even, I didn't know how poor I was until I got out of it, but you know, it's tried to talk about it. I had, the the abusive father, you know, that's an addict and yeah. you know, whatever I, it is what it is. Right. I, I I'm feel not gonna, Yeah. I'm with you on yeah, that one. Right. I, I, 
I counted down the days till I could get out of there, you know, as a kid. And, I, and the quickest way for me was I joined the United States Air Force almost straight out of high school. Yep. Uh, did over a decade in the Air Force. Great time. Got to train. Uh, got to go around the world. Got to see places that I otherwise would have never gone to and would have never seen. Man, met some of the best people in my life and I'm still in contact with today. Um, funny thing was toward the end, took a last few years, probably probably last three or four years, I took a serious interest in fitness uh, and started training people and my my son's mother who's you know obviously now is my ex-wife mm-hmm. um she she was she had grown up in the military her father was in the, in the military and i started saying man i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of the air force i'm gonna open a gym i'm gonna i'm gonna train people full time and the quickest way for to for me to do something is to tell me i can't fucking do it oh yeah so I'll never forget this, man. My my son was if he was a, he may have been a month or two old, and I'm laying in bed and I I really started I I mean I was going to be, I was going to work at the Air Force you know eight nine hours a day and then I'd get home and change clothes and I was training you know six eight ten people a, a day and on Saturdays and Sundays packed right my a good buddy of mine owned a gym and he was extremely flexible with me and you know, let me work out of there and man I'm laying in bed one night. And she is crying, and, and I, I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know. And she said, "I said, hey, I think I'm. I gotta find because I was for my commitment, and I was working on a way to get out. You know, legally. You know, without just saying, fuck it, I'm out.' Yeah. And um, she, I said, you know, what, what's wrong? And she said, I don't know if we can survive without the Air Force. I don't know what we'll do. Man, at that point. Hmm. I didn't give a shit if I had to go knock on the colonel's door and give him a kiss, grab his dick, whatever, right? I was going to get out, right? I was like, hey, you know, whatever, go in there and tell him whatever the fuck, right? I went out. Yeah. Um, I I was able I was able to get out and of active duty and go to go to go be a reservist. Um. Took it immediately out, right? And I went to Baghdad for almost two years as a government contractor, and this is 2005, 2006 time frame. Yeah, and, and Baghdad was really, really, really shitty. It took me about that time. Um, spent some time over there. Came back, opened my gym. So I had a private personal training studio. Um, man, it 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 did absolutely amazing. Uh, struggled quite a bit during the the you know economical downturn in 08, 09, 10. Uh, and you know it was just, it was just to get out. Uh, but on a personal level, I mean, by that point, 2010, uh, and I, I remember the date, November 24, 2000, excuse me, 2009, I competed yeah. in a body, my first, my first bodybuilding show. Wow. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Uh, a couple years, over the next few years, few years, I, I became a competitive power lifter. Um, I mean, so, I mean, I had a fitness background, but man, I wasn't fucking running, right? I wasn't swimming. I wasn't running. I wasn't riding a bike. Yeah. Um, 2013, um, man, I just walked away from my gym, basically just just said, man, I, I'm, I'm burned out. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and basically picked up my family and we moved to, I lived in San Antonio at that point. I moved five hours North to the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yep. Um, and just completely started over. I mean, completely started over, uh, eventually got into, got into what my what i do now i I sell houses um and fast forward to 2017 
Dream House. Uh, I, I was able to get that for my family. Great job, just making tons of money. I'm in an extremely hot real estate market. Pretty good at what I do, but man, I was fucking dying. Um, yeah. I had allowed, I mean, so when I walked away from my gym in October of 2013, I didn't touch another weight. I mean, I, 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 I didn't go into a gym, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was getting fucked up every single night. Yep. Just drinking an insane amount of vodka. Come home, blackout, right? Yep. Um, it was just what I did, man. And you, uh, you, you, you made me laugh a second ago. You talked about when you, you get you know symptom, you get a symptom sniff when you're like, oh fuck, man, this is COVID. Yeah. Well, I knew, I man, I knew I was spiraling, spiraling out of control. I mean, it, it, you know, my in my lean years, I mean, I'm not a small guy by any stretch, right? I'm, I'm about six foot tall. Um, as a bodybuilder, I was, I, you know, I'd be in the low 200s as a powerlifter. I'd go between 220, 225 pounds to 245 pounds. Fucking hell, um, man. So, yeah, I'm not, yeah, so, I mean, I had to. You were a beast. 270. Wow. Yeah, well, maybe, right? I was a fat, depressed beast, man. I mean, and I, and I, and it becomes a vicious cycle. So you become, you become this, you know, you know you got to do something, but everything you do hurts and you can't breathe and you're just, it's so just fucking discouraging. And, and man, I'm the guy that knew better, man. I used to talk people through this shit, this discomfort, but I couldn't, somehow I couldn't pull myself through it. Yeah. And so I, man, I knew my blood pressure was through the damn roof. I knew I was stressed out of my mind. I mean, here I am at this point, I'm 42 years old. This was 2018. Um, I had in July, my wife was to have, we were having a baby. Right? Yeah. I mean, now I'm going to, I'm going to be 120 when this kid graduates high school. Right. And I'm stressed out of my fucking mind. And now I start like reading about symptoms. I'm like, man, I've convinced myself, man, I'm about to have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. So I read about all these symptoms and I'm like, yeah. So soreness in the neck. Yeah, man, I got that. Shortness of breath. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, yeah. You know, get lightheaded. Dude, I had convinced myself. I got to stay the fuck off WebMD because you're going to, I guarantee you, you have all the symptoms of everything. Right? Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, stay yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Google yeah, a headache, so, you've got AIDS, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to Google yeah, this oh, headache. Yeah, I've had yeah. a headache for 10 days. Oh. AIDS. Yeah, yeah, stay off stay off that shit. Yeah, yeah. you got, yeah, you got you know, testicular cancer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. I, go, I go into work, June 30th, 2018. I go into work. It's a Sunday. Um, and, man, I feel like shit. And, I mean, I'm just not well. And I did – I hadn't drank the night before. I mean, so – I fuck it. I'm hungover. I'm dehydrated. That's what's wrong with me. Um, so I just wasn't good. And I, I mean, my neck hurt, my wrist hurt, whatever, you know, I mean, whatever I've convinced myself is going on. And my, we had had, this was a very high risk pregnancy. So I'm, I'm being very cautious because my wife is three weeks out from this baby and I don't want to scare the, the fuck out of her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I go home calmly and say, Hey, I think I need to go to the doctor. I don't feel good. And we go, and and now I'm thinking, I'm going to black the fuck out. I mean, it may have had something to do with the three or four energy drinks a day that I had to have to get started. Right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, who who knows, right? Yep. So I walk up to the, the ER. I say, hey, calmly, I'm having chest pains. I think I'm having a heart attack. Man, if you ever need to get to a doctor quick, you say those words. They get your ass in the back fast, <laughs> right? I mean, they rush me straight to the back. Yep. Set me down. 
strip my clothes off of me, you know, hook all these things up to me, check me out, take all this blood. I mean, I'm getting cared for like I've never, ever been cared for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, blood work comes back. Doctor comes in. He's like, you're not having a heart attack. I don't see any damage. But, man, you're fucking, you're heading that direction fast. Right. Um, all my markers, my, my A1C, my, my fats, I mean, my cholesterol, my blood pressure, everything was completely fucked up. Now, you think especially knowing I'm about to have a baby, that would be a fucking wake-up call. It wasn't. No, because all you all you uh, heard was, you're not having a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm good, man. So I think that day I stayed, I stayed good, and then probably a day or two later, I'm like, man, let's uh, let's get back over. Let's go get some vodka and let's hit it back. Yeah. And um, nothing changed. Baby came July 19th. I mean, due to that, you know, I cleaned up a little bit, you know, for a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, still felt like shit. I would see the pictures of my little girl, and I was absolutely disgusted by that person. Right? I'm like, how in the fuck did I become that guy? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so a couple months goes by. Nothing. I mean, I'm still being a, a fucking sloth, still getting fucked up every day. Dylan didn't, and, I mean, never in a million years thought of myself as depressed, but looking back on it, I was absolutely depressed out of my mind. Um, mm hmm. And just one day, man, I, I decided it's so for October. I said, all right, man, fuck this. I got to go do something. Thought, man, I'm going to go out and run three miles. I can do that. You know, I, I used to be in the Air Force, man. I, you know, I'm conditioned. Yeah. I go out, man, and I, so I live in this neighborhood. It's a very hilly neighborhood. So no matter how you leave my, and I'm going to make news here, right? No matter how you leave my neighborhood, you got to go up hills. All right. Three roads out, three ways here. I'm like at a, a fort. Man, I took off up the road, and I made Scott. I might have made it a thousand feet. I might. <laughs> I don't think I did. And I was fucking dying. I I sat down, and I, I and I don't remember if I cried or not. But man, I was fucking devastated. Yeah. I mean, my heart rate had to have been my heart rate had to have been 200. I mean, it, I thought now I really am having a fucking heart attack. I've I killed myself. Right. Yeah. My calves hurt. Yeah. My legs hurt. My stomach hurt. My pride hurt. And I remember walking back to my house and thinking, man, I am fucked. Right. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? This is, I've got, I've got, I've gone too far. Um, and man, basically went back to the old shit again. Right. Went back to just banging the vodka, drinking some beer, staying up all hours of night, barely sleeping, not working out, eating dog shit, eating cheeseburgers. I mean, I live in Texas, man. We're known for barbecue. Yeah. Right. And I know I get fired up and I start talking really fast. So, hey, let me know if I need to slow it down. No, man, minute, just okay? keep going. Just keep going. Honestly, this is just me and you. All right. In a bar having a chat. Just fucking say it as it is and do what you need to do. Honestly. I appreciate it, man. So, forward up December 12th. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that date because I had I had it was the release of David Goggins' book. Are you familiar with David Goggins? Yes, I am actually. Yeah, that's mad. I've just got I've yes. just got David Goggins on my on my Kindle. Believe it or not. Okay, well you look, man. So I read David's book. Now here's the backstory. Okay. Yeah. I David and I were in the Air Force together. David no was I was way. in pararescue training with David. He was two classes before me. Now I, I I would have never remembered that or associated that 
but I knew the I knew how old he was, and I started doing the age. And then when he said he had sick he had sickle cell trait. Well, he yeah. was a black guy in Air Force pararescue training. Now we had a black guy in our class, and then he was the only other one. So he washed out, and I remember thinking, "Fuck, man, sickle cell." I wonder if I've got that. That's fucking scary. And a good friend of mine, he gave him his shoes because he didn't need them anymore. His running shoes that he had paid you know two hundred dollars for or whatever. Yeah. Um, so went back through it, kind of find out. Yeah, it was you know the same guy, same cat. So I mean, it never crossed my mind again. And then all of a sudden, he became David Goggins, right? Yeah. So I re- I listened I, I listened I was off that the day before and I listened to Goggins book all the way through I listened to the audio book it's it's phenomenal yeah no no it. man yeah audio books are where it's at in it yeah yeah especially that one because he now when I first got it he wasn't reading it it was a, it was another guy but at, between every chapter they were after and I thought man I mean I was listening to the story. And, and kind of find out, you know, we're you know we're pair rescue training together, and, and 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 he was terrified of the water. Same thing, man. I was terrified of the water. I never knew how to fucking swim. I could just suffer, and it was hard as a bitch, right? And I ended up, you know, about I'm dying in that. So fast forward, you know, all these years, I listen to this guy's book and I put it together who this guy is and everything, and I watched him on Rogan, um, and he he got me fired, right? I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, yeah. So. I, I knew I knew that running was out of the fucking question. You know, I, I can't get discouraged. We had a Peloton, right? So, yeah. yeah, so I got on. I'm like, I can ride that motherfucker. I'll become a fat Lance Armstrong, but I can sit and ride it. I woke up at 2 a.m., <laughs> and I'm like, man, I got to do something. I went yeah. got on this bike, this Peloton, and just started riding. I rode it for about two hours, and I hadn't done anything <laughs> other than drinking for two hours in a long fucking time. Yeah. Right? So sit there in the dark. I didn't turn any music on. I didn't turn any TV on. I wanted to sit there and just ride that damn bike. Yeah. Um, you know, it was dying. It was, it was way harder than it probably should have been. Um, so I was like, all right, now I've got a little bit of traction. This is something I can do until I'm able to run. I can ride out of this bike. Um, 10 days later. So I'm you know, every day I've start doing a little bit of something. Ten yeah. days later, I'm at work. It's a Saturday. My wife, I, I start getting calls on my phone. Now, I don't answer. I mean, if I'm with someone selling a house to them, I usually don't answer the phone. Yeah. My phone starts, my, starts blowing up every every two seconds. And I, I ask the lady I'm with, hey, I've got to take this. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. And by the time I get it, it I, I call it back, and it, I, it doesn't go through, and it's really bizarre. My office calls me. And they asked me, they say, hey, have you, have you talked to anybody on the phone? And I said, no, what's up? He said, hey, you need to go home. Oh, and now my baby at this moment, is, at this point, is six months old. Yep. I have no idea. So the, my phone rings again. It's, a, it's a, the local police department. My wife was hanging Christmas lights and had fallen the ladder. I, she's not supposed to be doing it. We, had, we were having a Christmas party that night, um, and she fell. Snapped her leg. Her leg is completely opened up. The baby is with my son in the house, so she wants to get to the, you know, to the house to to their phone and dial one. She crawls across the yard between fifty and seventy-five feet, maybe, with her bone out, dragging it through the dirt and the grass. Oh my god! Dials nine one one. Yeah, they come and get her, right? So she's rushed off, and then I get here just as the she, they're about to put her in the ambulance. Um, I. And I'm thinking, 
man, this is fucked up, right? I mean, because I don't know. I just know there's you know, there's an emergency in my house. I, and your first thought is, is the baby okay? You know, I mean, she's new. and um, Yeah. Fortunately, my wife, she's taken to the hospital. I mean, I mean, she was basically in the hospital for the baby. I mean, she spent my baby's first Christmas in the hospital. Um, she was there for a better part of a month. So now I'm tending, you know, I'm visiting her, hanging out with my son. I've just now got this brand new momentum. Um, and you know I don't want to let it go so I'm being dad you know mom chauffeur chef and all that and I'm still you know I was like hey I gotta let me do a little bit let me yeah. get on this bike let me go I go to the hospital I just got in the Apple watch so it measured my steps so I'm doing all the walking I can around the hospital I'm just moving I gotta keep moving gotta keep the moment right yeah 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 um, she comes home after several surgeries. I mean, here we are now, over a year and a half later. She's she's had she's she's had ten surgeries. She's having full ankle replacement on Monday. Right. Right. So it still ain't over. We're still out of the woods. But you know, back to the other part. Um, man, I just I, I just kept going. Right. So in early January, I decided I need something to shoot for. Now I've gone, gone out and I can run. I, I've worked. I started running. I was like, man, let me get to thirty seconds. Let me get to forty-five seconds. Fuck distance, right? Because I'm not, I'm not moving fast enough to cover any distance. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Time. So I remember distinctly when I when I broke a mile the first time, and you would think I just finished the fucking Boston Marathon. No, no, right? I, I was, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So I, I kept pushing. Uh, so early in January, I decided I got to do something to keep you know to keep myself accountable. I'm thinking. I look at these races and I'm like, you know what? There's a 5K in June. I mean, this is January, so I'm thinking by June I'll be able to run a 5K. June yeah. 22nd. Sign, I signed up for it, right? And then so what, I go out a couple. And, and, what's that 5K? Yeah. Is that about three three miles? Is it five? Three point one miles. Yeah. Yeah, three point one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. That's doable, isn't it? If you've got so many months to do it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in my mind, and it's a Spartan race. And it's at the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, mm-hmm. so me and my son are going to sign up for this. I'm going to train four months. I'm going to be able to do this race, right? So yeah. at this point at the time, I gave up. I gave up. I just, I, that, at about January, said, man, I'm not going to eat any animal products anymore. I'm going to, and it wasn't intentional. I just wanted to eliminate. I just wanted to see, like, man, I, same thing you were talking about. I felt like shit. I was like, man, I'm going to start adding stuff back in slowly. I'm yeah. going to up, right? And did so, did you feel I, amazing? I, 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 did you feel amazing when you cut that animal product out? Immediately. Immediately, I, yeah, I did as well. As soon as I, as soon, yeah. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, which so, is really weird because I was really against, um, you know, I really had this mindset that meat was what you needed. You know, meat was important in your diet. Meat was, you know, meat was everything until I watched that. Um, documentary on netflix i don't know what it's called uh no, what it's, the hell? it surpassed me what it's game called changers what the hell yeah that's it game changers yeah 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 a lot of people that, that opened a lot of people's eyes toward it yeah the guy yeah he's uh yeah that's a that's a that's a good flick i mean it it, it, it we, you know people are going to argue on how much of it's factual whatever it might oh, i don't is. know but when it, it opens people's eyes but... when you're faced with arnold schwarzenegger turning around saying He's basically a vegetarian. And I look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and I yeah. think, if you're a vegetarian, mate, then I can do it. You know, 
Like, I mean, I love meat, boy. I love meat, steak especially. It was really fucking hard for me to do, especially with intermittent fasting. Um, but do you know what? I've never felt better. Never felt better. Yeah, it's exact. So that's exactly what I had done too. So you're telling me the story earlier, and I'm grinning, I'm laughing to myself here. I was doing intermittent fasting as well, um, and I never in a million years thought that I would actually give it up. I just, hey, I just let me let me check let me check out. Let me, I'm open to anything, right? Yeah. I, I need, I gotta feel, I gotta feel different. I cannot continue feeling. And man, I'm the last. I live in Texas. Yeah. You're not a vegan in Texas. We eat meat here. I mean, this is <laughs> we meat. We we snack on meat. We, yeah. pounds of steak a day. We're barbecue steak. That's what we do here. You basically, so I, I, you I, basically I, lick a cow for breakfast. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. you can walk the street and lick a cow. So, yeah, man. So I get, and, and, and here's the funny thing. I thought, yeah, man, I, at least this will give you a reset. I'll feel different. Well, I went out that day, and I, I had just now gotten over like 1.1 miles, 1.2 miles, or something, not a lot. And I went out and I ran about six miles. Wow. So and just cutting and, meat. And I, I, man, I look, whatever. And I, I didn't tie the two together. That did not, you know, that, at first I thought, holy shit, man, I've been holding back. And a lot of, I was, I was thinking about what David Goggins said, people want to quit way too early, keep pushing. I didn't feel like I was pushing. And I shot way past the five mile mark and I thought, fuck, man. So I signed up for that, that, that Spartan race that I had. Or an obstacle course race, they have other races, right, yeah. for longer distance. So I went ahead and signed up for their for their like eight and a half mile race, I think it is, and I signed up for their half marathon. It was in October. Now this is in like over like a five day period from the first race I signed up for. So now I can convince myself that by October I'll be able to run this half marathon, right? I mean, and I I, I think yeah, man, I just ran six miles. Can I do it doing burpees and? You know, climbing shit. I don't know. Wow. But it gives me a challenge. Can I? So can, can I, inter- I, I, I? Can I interject? When you say you run the six miles, is that is that six miles nonstop? I may have stopped a couple of times during to like stretch out a little bit, but not I, like I mean, for not the like twenty minutes. Part, stop. I twenty minutes. Stop. Twenty minutes. Stop. You literally probably stopped about no maybe a, yeah maybe a minute here and there but maybe that's um, that's amazing man and that's just from cutting meat out of your yeah. diet Fuck well hey I, again i don't i i don't know if that was just the reason but i know i hadn't done it until that point right so we're a couple of days meat free and and now i feel amazing right so wow i start the now the running I'm getting on the Peloton and I'm able to just crush that. I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm, I'm putting some, you know, I'm watching the wattage numbers, how hard I'm working. My heart rate is responding positively. It's staying low. Um, and, and I, I had gone back to a, I, I mean, just, you know, we're just, you know, we're, I'm not even a month into this really made right out a month. And I had a doctor point. My doctor saw him and he's like, Holy shit, man, you look great. Keep doing what you're doing. At that point, all of my, he had he done my blood work and everything came back great. I still have my blood work because people don't believe when I show them the difference in it, they think I'm, I'm full of shit, right? And so I was like, okay, now now I've got I've got documented proof that something's doing that I, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good, right? Yeah. So dropped a few pounds, man. About three or four days later, Scott, I I, I, I thought that that Spartan race is not enough. I got to do something fucking huge. <laughs> so 
dude, I I log it on the Ironman.com. I realize, I, dude, when I tell you I am not a swimmer, I'm not a fucking swimmer. Man, I you can, you are I, a fucking demon. You went from what was it a, a three kilometer race, which is like what? No, sorry, five kilometer, which is like three miles, to half a marathon. You didn't run the half marathon, and now you yeah, signed. Now you signed up for a fucking Ironman. Yeah, so I get on Ironman.com. Yeah, so I get on Ironman.com and I'm like, man, fuck this, man. I can do this. Now, my. This at this point, because, you know, I don't need to be told I'm fucking. And here's the thing, man, when you start doing of fucking unsolicited advice from people telling you everything that their cousin's nephew did and their mailman said and this I don't fucking care that's not me right wow. and 99 and, and, and of the shit I've done in my life is not because of reason it's because I just like somebody thought I could not do it so yeah. I started thinking I was like man I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in this Iron Man I, I, I ride this Peloton I never did own a fucking road bike <laughs> I did not own one. I had never been into a bike. I I had no idea. I, I, I know they're, they're expensive, right? I didn't know shit about bikes. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I hadn't swam in over 25 years. So I did a lap. Uh, I was never good at it. I just got in. It was always hard because I didn't know what the fuck. I was splashing like Yeah. But I so I, I got on, and all the races in North America were already sold out. So I had to. I looked away. I was like, I got to figure out a way to get into the last race in North America. It's Ironman Arizona. It's November 24, 2019. I got to find a way into that. Ironman has a fundraising wing. Right now, they're, they're doing a lot of great things. It's called Ironman Foundation. They're doing yep. a ton of great things for COVID. So I decided I, I can raise the money. I had to raise $3,500 right. to get in to get an Ironman. Day one, I put 1000 in myself. Like, pay thousand dollars down, motherfucker. Right? If I don't raise the money, I gotta pay the balance to whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's so, a lot of money. I tell my wife, I said, yeah, no shit. So I tell my wife, hey, I'm doing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you even know how to swim? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'll figure it out. So I go, I go to the. I go to the uh, I go sign up for you know for the gym membership that has a pool and we have a natatorium you know where the high school does the race I signed up for a membership there and decide all right man time to swim man I, I thought this can't be that hard <laughs> man that shit was too hard I couldn't swim across the pool and back yeah I was like oh man I may have I may be in big fucking truck yeah swimming's fucking hard when you haven't done for it in pe- years for people where you don't know how to do it. That's the other part, right? Yeah, yeah, Swimming yeah, yeah. Is, it's about efficiency. And to back up, I know everyone listens to this may not know what an Ironman is. An Ironman is a triathlon where you ha- where you swim 2.4 miles, bicycle 112 miles, and you finish it off with a full 26.2-mile marathon. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Hang on it's a minute. It's 140 points. Hang on a minute. Total. You've been you've yeah. been You've been dormant on that one because – it's not just a triathlon. It's a triathlon on fucking steroids. It, it, it is. Yeah. My sister used to run triathlons, right? And she was she was fit as fuck yeah. with my sister. But an Ironman is something else, man. It really is. And to go from to go from fucking signing up for a three mile run to doing an Ironman is just it. That just fucking baffles me. 
Especially someone who's not a confident swimmer and you didn't know shit about bikes. I mean, what bike did you get? You know, did you? You can't just buy your average bike. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, man. Right, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah, so I have zero reason to believe I can do this, but I never doubted that I would do it. I, it was never a fucking question. It was a foregone conclusion to me. I convinced myself, motherfucker, I'll die before I'll quit. Can There's I, no chance I'm, I'm not going to do it. Can I ask you something? Is is your wife sure. um, is your wife into fitness and and stuff like that? What's the minority here, man? My wife was a college swimmer. Right. Okay. So yeah. No, now, just here's the thing. I just wondered if you were <laughs> if you if you was fighting, you know, like you're the only person in the family that's sort of taking on a a, a fitness regime. <sighs> You know, because that I just wondered. I just wondered if you was no. on your own on this one, but yeah, no, no. Okay, go on, continue, continue. I am in no, that, 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 Yeah, you're fine. You're fine, and that's and that. And we'll talk about that definitely. I'm making note because that's something people run into, man. You will that you're the people that care the most can be the biggest obstacle. In my case, my yeah. family was incredibly supportive. So I get on, I get on Facebook and tell the whole world. I mean, in January, February. I'm doing a fucking Iron Man, telling everybody at work, and I. And my guess is, but yeah, whatever, motherfucker, is what everybody. Yeah. Thinking, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I, you, I, you doing an Iron Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so I work my job. We work. I mean, on average, I work sixty hours a week. I mean, I instead of having a high school, you know, freshman at this point. Um, you know, I've got a who's recovering from, you know, a broken leg and yep. multiple surgeries. Um, and here I am training 20 to 25 hours a week, right? I mean, doing all this stuff. I can't swim. So this is the best part. Scott, I taught myself to swim on YouTube. I would iPad through the pool, fuck up and die on a 25, 50-yard swim, come back and watch a YouTube video. People are like, what the fuck is this fat guy doing? He needs to get ass out of the pool. He's fucking it up. If anybody got in the lane, I got out. I wasn't confident enough to swim with anybody. Now, yeah. remember, at the start of an Ironman, there are 3,000 people getting into the water at the same time, and I'm nervous about swimming in a lane with one person. So that's going to be a fucking problem. Right? So so what is the distance so, that you swim in an Ironman? 2.4 miles. Fucking hell, man. And you couldn't swim at all? 50, 50, I couldn't swim 150 feet. Wow. Without stopping, I'd grab the side. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah. So. So basically. I, I, I start swimming. So basically, like, it's like me going downstairs now and saying, "Eh, to my wife, uh, I've heard Mike Tyson is coming back to boxing. I'm going to fight him." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically yeah, exactly. what you did. Do you know what? Fucking. Just keep telling, man. You're amazing. Keep telling. I, I'm loving this. No, man. So, so I just, I just keep going. I just like, and and, and I don't hire a fucking coach, man. I'm like, fuck that. I, hey, I'm getting all the goddamn glory, or I'm gonna take all the, all the blame. It's all on me. This is all on me. I'm not, I'm not asking for advice. I don't want any fucking advice, right? Yeah. Um. So Did you not get disheartened then? This was sheer. No, man. So. <laughs> I would go out, and it was funny. 
and there's no reason to believe that I can do this whatsoever. So I'd go out and do these fucking runs. I mean, I had, a, I have a, a, a decent idea. I, I know a lot about fitness and healthy training, but I, endurance training is a different animal. I've never done oh, that. God, yeah. I, uh, I've never, I had never run. I mean, I'd run 10 miles a few times. I mean, but it's been, that had been over, over pushing 20 years by this point that I had yeah. 10 miles. Um, I, I'm not a runner. I've never are doing a marathon and I'm doing a lot of other shit and then doing a marathon, right? Yeah. So I signed up for this Father's Day. I signed up for this Father's Day Super Sprint Triathlon. It's really short. Uh, it's got a 200-yard swim or 250-yard swim. It has a like a 10-mile bike ride and a 5K run, right? This is ju- this is the week before the 5K. The week before the 5K at, at, down at uh, Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, and so it's my first one. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I, I met I met this group of great guys. They're they're my guys now, and it's funny that they these guys ended up some of my closest friends. Uh, they my I, I got I told them I'd give them a shout out. Uh, so Jeff, Brad, Cisco, Jacob, love you guys. Thank you guys. They they helped me set my shit up. They had no reason to do anything of that. They were just really kind and cool. I by, by this point I had bought a bike. I had that bike my third time I rode it. I decided I'm going to ride 50 miles. I rode 50 miles third time I rode the damn thing, uh, and I'd never been on one. And so I rode 50 miles. Um, June hits. I do this super sprint triathlon, and it's the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Never done a triathlon before. So this is the hardest thing I've ever done, and this is a fraction of what it is. And now we're five months, you know, from Ironman. And now I'm like, fuck, man, maybe I don't know. I have no idea if I can do this now, right? But yeah. I just went back to the drawing board, man, kept going. <laughs> so uh, go so, through, you know, keep keep pushing, pushing, pushing. So let me just get this straight. The third time you was on a bike, you rode 50 mile. Is that what you just it's said? About 53. 53 and, mile. And then... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so, fucked up. So what's I that? Do, what's that equivalent I do, I do, for you? Yeah, I, I agree. What's the equivalent for you then? Is that like riding to the next town or? It was. It was. Well, I mean, I, I live in a. I live north of Dallas, so we got a lot of. We got a lot of like country roads here that are really good for riding, not a, you know volume. So I got out and got to see the area. Yeah, and then never explore right around. There's some nice lakes here, and I go right around those. It, it was cool. It took me as long as it did. Other than I had never done it before. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I just kept stopping, and you know, I I I must need salt. I eat potato chips, right? Uh, um, I mean, just whatever, right? I mean, I was struggling with my my supplementation, and my nutrition. I just didn't know. I was you don't know what you don't know. Well, no. Right. Um, I ran a triathlon. It was the hardest thing. Yeah, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And I did the, the I ended up course race in you know the, the week after. Had a lot of fun with my kid. Yeah. That's July twenty second. July fourth. I mean the June. That's June twenty second. July fourth. Hang on a minute, boy. You broke up a I minute decide, there. I decide. I'm bro- gonna go out and ride a. Sorry, you broke up a little bit okay, there. So I, let me. I'm gonna take my headphones. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my headphones off, so let me sit here. Yep. Just tell me again, because 
you'd you'd done the 53 mile and then a week later you did something with your with your son did you say I, I, it, it broke up a bit so i didn't get what you said yeah so yeah can you hear me now yeah can you hear yeah me? yeah absolutely Uh, so I do the 53 miles I do the we do the 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 we do the obstacle course race and I decide on the 4th of July America's birthday I'm gonna and it's the hottest part you know it's getting into the hotter part of the year I live in an extremely hot area the temperature in July routinely over 100 degrees I decide go take go out and ride my bike over 100 miles right because I know I've got uh, for Iron Man, I've never been over 50, but I'm going to go do 100. There's no great hate So I go out, I spend that whole day riding. I mean, man, the fact that I didn't die is amazing. And I ride 100 oh, yeah. miles. In, in severely hot miles. weather. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a long way. Yeah, extremely, extremely hot weather. Uh, after that point, I became a little more, I became a little smarter with my training. I started, you know, focusing on progression, slower progression, building up. Um, I, I started feeling like, man, I've got an act, an, an actual, I started every once in a while, I'd go swim open water in the lake, terrified, hated it. Yep. Not got a wetsuit, right? I thought, oh, this will make a big difference. It doesn't make that big of a difference difference i thought this thing's gonna play tonight still um and then i was I like and then before I, I know it you know i'm counting it my life it's consuming everything about me i get to november and i make my trip out to arizona so i go out a few days early i want to acclimate arizona's climate is a little different than texas it's it's desert it's completely dry um it's it's perfect in november it's it's ideal weather um, but I wanted to see, I wanted to go out and ride around. I wanted to see where the race was going to be at. Yeah. Just get comfortable there and relax and not be traveling last minute. And I, I, I go out and you know, my, uh, a buddy of mine who also decides to race with me, he shows up Saturday. There's a practice swim. Okay. To 1500 yards. Um, I, I was feeling good. This is going to be the first time I'm ever in water of people. Yeah, I get in the water, scared to death, and I mean, fifty feet in, I get kicked in the nose. I oh. mean, and it erupts, blood everywhere. Yeah, I swim over to one of the one of the there's there's guys security out there making sure no one drowns. Which I don't know how the hell there's so many people out. I don't know how they're gonna be able to find it. Um, and the guy's looking at me. He's like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, yeah." Per- is broken i'm like yeah I'm, i'll be fine let me get my let me get my bearing and he's like you need me to call like a jet ski over and i was like no 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 i'm gonna be all right and i suffered it out and i swam the 1500 yards and i thought i was gonna die covered i mean my nose is still bleeding when i get out of the water um and i you know and i you know everybody's like how well how do you feel and i was like oh good good putting eyes in front yeah yeah you know and i was fucked up it scared these can't do this I got out of the water. Tell the first thing I tell myself is I can't fucking do this. I've made a big fucking mistake, and I'm about to fall flat on on my face in front of everyone I know, right? So, yeah. I'll know. My family, everyone knows, and I have decided that 
I'm fucked. It's 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. The race starts at 7 a.m. next morning, and I can't do it. I you know, 20 hours figuring yep. out how the fuck am I going to do this? Can I do it? Should I even get the fucking water? Um, I, I don't know if I can do it. I have, now the first doubt I've had is at the 23rd hour, right? 11th hour, whatever the standard is. Yeah. I, I, I talked to my wife the night before, tell her about it, and I said, she kind of calms me down. She's like, hey, look, you've been swimming that distance in the pool. You know you can do the distance. Yep. Just do it. And I tell her, I say, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I guess as long as I don't lose my goggles, I'll tell you, this water is about 60 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. It's cold. It's yeah. ice, ice cold. This water's terrible. So Sunday comes. It's been raining, so I'm kind of like hoping that maybe the water's fucked up or E. coli or Ebola is in the water. And they just say, fuck, it cancels the swim. I know that wouldn't make me an Iron Man, but I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be sad if they cancel it. The, the swim is on, uh-huh. like we're all lined up in there, and I'm thinking, this shit is, this is terrible. Get in the water. I decide, like, like hey, if I see myself truly, because it's self-seeding, you go into the water based on how quick you think you can finish. Right. I was thinking at first, I'm just going to start in the back, but I thought, I'm not a confident enough swimmer to swim over top. However, I think I can handle people swimming over top of me. Right, yeah. and, and they'll, they'll be faster. They'll, just, they'll pull away from me. It's not a big deal. So I started way, way up in the front. Yeah. And I get in the water, and uh, you know, a hundred yards in, maybe I get tangled up with a guy. He pulls my goggles straight off. I'm just now in the water. I have no goggles. Right. <clears throat> I pull up to a boat. Hang on to the side. The guy looks at me and he goes, man, where are your goggles? I'm like, I don't know. You need the jet skis. And I, there's there's a chance there that I'm about to say, yeah, man, fuck this. I'm out. I've got an excuse now. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm ready to say, yeah, man, fuck it. I lost my goggles. Nobody nobody can blame me for not swimming and shit without goggles. No. So I said, no, let me, let me collect, and I'm going to swim. I put my face down and just started going and just like thinking, man, I don't even think I'm going to make the time. It doesn't matter. I go to the turnaround. I, I, I look down and I realize I've got my watch on. It's marking. It tells me, wait on. And I'm on pace to finish it pretty quick. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I want to get my eyes out of the water. So I flip over my back and kind of just to relax and paddle on my back to get my face out of the water. My eyes feel like they're swollen. And I, I, I stay on my back. I go. I, send it, I flip over. I get to the final turn to swim, to turn. I've got earplugs on, but there's a guy beside me, and he's kind of motioning to me, and I feel like he's yelling at me. I'm thinking, man, I fucked up and didn't go far enough or something, right? I'm fucked. I'm disqualified. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And the guy, the guy was up. Like, here, dude, like, gives them to me. He pulled on, he had them in his wetsuit. He has a sleepless wetsuit on. And he gave me his, he gave me the goggles. Okay, now. I put my head down to my face. So my pictures, when I get out of the water, show me without goggles on. And then I pull them down while I'm walking toward the tent to change clothes. So I made it out of the water. Yep. Right? I sit down in the tent to get my wetsuit off and to change. And the guy that handed me the goggles is sitting right beside me. Because he has he's one of only a couple of people with a sleeveless wetsuit. And I recognize his tats. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, you gave me these goggles. Thank you. And I, and I said, hey, I should have had two sets. Like, he goes, no, I found those. 
I said, what? He goes, they just came through <laughs> my hand when I pulled them off my head and looked at them. They were my fucking goggles. Wow. So he found my goggles. I felt like, man, this is destiny. I got on the bike. I knew I could ride 112 miles. I stomped the bike out. I felt great. I, on the way, it's a three-turn, 112-mile loop. I mean, it's 112 miles total, so it's about a 30-mile you know, loop, and there's you know, 11 miles or so at the front of it. And <clears throat> I, it hit me coming down the hill the first time. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to finish this fucking thing. And I teared up because I put so much into it, and then it hit me like, don't wreck, motherfucker, because if you wreck, there's no finish. Mm-hmm. So long story short, man, I, I, I finished the 112-mile bike ride in about right at six hours, did the marathon, and at about 15 hours into the race, I got to you know I got to hear Boyd Myers, you are an Ironman, and I choke up a little bit talking about it because, <clears throat> man, <laughs> I I had no fucking reason to believe that that was possible. Fuck me, 15 hours. Yeah. What the? It fuck? was it was a long day. Jesus Christ, Boyd. I didn't realize it took that long. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, and, and like that great, was, you know, great, oh. work, you know, great triathletes like pros can do it in about half that. I'm not a pro. Um, I mean, no, I'm top, not. I ain't bothered pros. about that. Are, you know, I, 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 I'm not bothered about that whatsoever. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't meaning like, oh, that's really long. I mean, like, I, I had no idea that's how long it would take a human being to do it in and and especially someone who hasn't even done a three fucking kilometer mile <laughs> three kilometer race you're like oh five kilometer sorry yeah. three mile fuck me man that's that's ace that is honestly yeah like, so that, that's the most inspiring story <laughs> i think i've i've listened to in a long time that is amazing yeah man it um it opened my eyes up and I thought at that point, I mean, that point I heard that, um, it hit me that there's nothing I can't fucking do. Well, and no. I'm like, I, it hit me. I am fucking, um, I'm unbreakable. Wow. That's the moment right there. The, the training was the crucible that hardened that, that built that. And yeah, I, um, again, I had no reason to believe I could accomplish it other than I wasn't going to fucking quit. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it was a, it was definitely a highlight of wow. my life up until uh, until that point. Fucking hell, man! And how old was you when you did this? Yeah, that was uh, that was back in November. I was forty three. I you're I'm also a March babe. My birthday's March sixteenth. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm uh, a few days after you. So that Pisces. was back in November. Yeah, Pisces, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you think a fish will be able to swim better than I can, but, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to win any races on speed, but that matter, I won't it? fucking quit. That don't matter at all. I mean, no. the fact the fact that you were solid in a race for 15 hours, man, there's not a lot of people that do that in, you know, three weeks of going to the gym every day. I'm sorry, there isn't. 45 minutes at the gym, right? you know, daily for what three four weeks still doesn't equate 15 hours i don't even know how you would mentally 
achieve that. I don't know how I would mentally achieve 15 hours of racing. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know how you did that well, from nothing. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's it was all they'll tell you. Iron Man is 90% mental, and I'm I'm just I'm just a dude. I'm just some guy. Um, I lost 75 pounds during that journey. Um, there's there's an old there's an old story, or it's a story because I think it's been scientifically proven to be incorrect. But I think it. I think there's something to learn from it. I mean, it, it goes something along the lines of a bumblebee physically cannot fly. Its body is too long for its little short wings. Yeah. However, the bumblebee doesn't doesn't know that, so it just flaps its wing and flies anyway. And and that's how I am. I'm a bumblebee. I I I mean I'm I'm like I said I'm six foot. I'm about two ten, two fifteen most of the time. I'm not. A, I look like fucking Thor next to most next to next to most triathletes i don't look like the typical triathlete yeah um but that and that was a thing i saw there's no typical triathlete man and then when i got out there and i got to meet some of these people and some of the stuff they had gone through and i was like man my story's okay there's there's some seriously amazing amazing people and it's a it's an, an amazing environment to be in but that's my advice to anybody just be a bumblebee be too dumb to know you're not supposed to be able to fly you were yeah Man, in your so you were you were forty three when you took this on. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been telling myself like, you know, this is it, Scott. Sort of like you're done fitness wise, and you've done that at forty three. And then there's like Eddie Izzard, who's like running like five marathons a day. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that guy's crazy. Yeah, he's he's insane. Yeah, now that I've that I've spent a little time in this, you know, this ultra endurance world, I started I started hearing about these crazy ultra marathons and, and yeah. you know Yeah. Three hundred mile races and then they race through that early in August and uh, you know, and now I'm I mean I, I, I before the before the pandemic hit I was signed for a for a one hundred K race, which is, you know, roughly sixty three miles and unfortunately it was cancelled. Um, I was excited to do that, just to go out and run. Like I said, my first marathon was Ironman, and then I, my next goal was run 63 miles. Um, so, so in an Ironman, you run. You're gonna a, do something crazy like that. In an Ironman, you run a marathon. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. 26.2 mile race is the the final event. So after the swimming, after the running, you then run a marathon. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah, you go run 26.2 miles. Yeah. How, how the fuck did you know that you could run 26 miles? Well, see, that's the funny part is too, man. Okay, so I did the swim and I did the bike several times in training, all right? I never did the run. Two-mile run will take you the fuck out. I mean, that I couldn't afford of training because I was fucked. I, I couldn't do it. So yeah. I had to get close. The most I ran in training, I, I, I think one day I did 20, right? And I, and, and but I mean, most I did mostly was, was like, was like 16. Now leading up to the train, four weeks out and two weeks out, I did my own half marathon. I mean, my half Ironman. I did all the half, I did 
I just cut them in half. I did those as practices, right? Yeah. And and I figured, look, man, this is one thing. I this is what I really focused on. I liked when I got when I woke up and I had a shitty night's sleep. I I liked when I didn't feel good. I liked when it was fucking raining and miserable, or the wind was blowing and it was fucked up. Because life is easy when things are going fucking perfect, right? But yeah. when I got up and I felt like shit, or I was like, man, this this is what I need. I need the challenge now. Why it's not perfect? Because I fucking know it's not. It can't be perfect. It, that something's going to fuck up, right? So I got to be ready. I know I'm not going to sleep the night before. Yeah. Like test anxiety sort, you know, I always, always have, right? Yeah, so I yeah. knew that one the case. So I was doing these, I was doing these practice halves on three hours of sleep. I, I intentionally, by design, I made my Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would have done that. I was doing them, I was doing, I was doing them fasted. I was like, fuck it, man. If I can do it fasted, you know, I want, I mean, I, 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 I would be, I would be midway through the run before I would start eating because I wanted to know, like, I wanted to like, Hey, I, I've got to suffer here. I've got, I, I, I've got to suffer cause I'm going to suffer a lot that day. So I use the old special, you know, United States military special operations. The more you, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle. Yeah. And I live by that. And I sweat it. And I thought, man, there's nothing that's going to fucking happen in Arizona that I'm not going to put myself through. And I'll be honest with you, race day was a formality. Once I got out of that water, once I survived the water and I didn't kill myself on that bike, I never run a marathon, but it was, it went by. I did it. I can't believe. So, it was, I never thought that I was not going to do it. I can't believe you did a marathon running with never actually doing a marathon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that's fucked up, man. That is fucked. Yeah. The whole thing the whole thing from start to finish is con- is commendable because if you you sound like you were quite a, an anxious swimmer um you know like like the swimming is the worst part for you out of this whole ordeal which for me just sounds like a fucking nightmare swimming running and cycling uh and and your running is a marathon it's it's nothing easy is it it's no easy feat to to talk about really I, I, I can't turn around and say yeah yeah I know what you're on about because I've just started running with my daughter like two weeks ago and we only run like two mile and I'm fucked man it, it all starts with the first step oh yeah Scott. I mean yeah it's it's crazy I mean the body is capable of so much and I running is still my fucking nemesis right I People know me, think that I'm this, you know, crazy, just ready. I wake up and like, man, let's fucking go, let's go run, dude. I don't want to go run. I sit and think, yeah. think about it. I fucking look for, I start doing other shit and thinking of reasons like I could run later, and I just, I gotta go do it. I know that. I, I and I'll procrastinate like a motherfucker before I'll go actually go out and do it. And and it's funny, the shit still hurts me. I, my calves get, they tighten up. I. Yeah, I feel the pain, and it, I learned something. I convinced myself that I the run hadn't begun, right? Because I mean, you got to have friction for growth, and that's when I decided, all right, motherfucker, now now I'm working out, now I'm running, and it, and some days it came two, three, four miles into it, and some days it would come a half mile, quarter of a mile. I'd get tight, I'd hurt, and I laughed because I would be in my neighborhood 
and I live in a in an up, a fairly upscale neighborhood, and I'd be out there cussing myself, cussing loud, like I'm cussing right now. When I felt that pain in my calves, you would hear me saying things, and I still do it. Hear me saying, "All right, motherfucker, there." you are let's go we'll see who's quitting first we're gonna see if i stop we're gonna see if this pain stops and there's no fucking chance i'm gonna stop and that's what i do every single time and man i the pain goes away yeah i suppose i suppose you hit a wall and then it goes off and then you hit a wall and then it goes off and then you hit a wall and it goes off and the more you disallow yourself to stop because it is so easy to stop um I suppose you build endurance and especially if you've got no blueprint to run from you haven't run to that point you hadn't run 26 whatever miles that a marathon is so you were fucking you know you were un unbiased to the situation so off you went you dealt with it as it as it occurred which I suppose is is uh, sorry I suppose which comes from your military training as well because you can't you can't hand someone a gun and say look you've done this before or you know in the navy you've done this before or a submariner you've done this before because a lot of people haven't other than training so all of a sudden you're in combat which is either the iron man or real combat and you've got to deal with it and you dealt with it so yeah yeah man i mean your war is a different animal in itself right but I mean, as far as, yeah, there's, I mean, until you do it, you, you um, what, what you're going through and man, I met some, I met some crazy cats on there. I, 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 I share a story, uh, when I, people, you know, people in there, when people see the Iron Man tattoo, of course I went and got it way before my calves were ready. I was like, fuck it, man, put it on there. Because see, I always wanted the Olympic rings or an Iron Man tattoo. And that was probably yeah. a big motive was to get that tattoo and i knew there was zero chance that i would ever be able to to get in the olympics or anything so fuck it i was like yeah you know i'll do an iron man and the irony of it is is once i had already fully committed i got i started reading and then come to find out most people train two to three to four years do an iron man and do a bunch of half 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 fire mans and all that yeah yeah i had no idea um that Nah, I think you d- you yeah, don't need you so. don't need no Olympic fucking tattoo, man. Olymp Olympics is all right. Olympics is like like you know next level of sportsmanship. But an Ironman, man, is is a mental challenge, and that's not just fitness. That's mental fitness. And there's not a lot of people uh, on the planet that have that that fitness level. And the reason I can say that is because then you would have a lot more. Uh, special forces in America you'd have a lot more SAS in England you'd have these elite people you know you you'd come by these elite people like it was nothing and you don't do that that that's why it's called elite because there's elite people that can do something like you did which is you know phenomenal because you hadn't run a marathon you hadn't you hadn't run a fucking three kilometer race or sorry five kilometer race three miles and you achieved a, an Ironman, so that is a is a mental war that you achieve, and there's only so many people, in my opinion, on the planet that can do that. So you know, you're, you're yeah, it's yeah. I feel yeah, I feel like it's real easy these days to differentiate yourself because 
man, we're in a society right now where people, people, it's, it, it's, you're not supposed to be uncomfortable. You, when you feel discomfort or something is abrasive to you or causes you any kind of angst whatsoever, we've got to eliminate it. Yeah. We do everything as a society. We don't, I mean, there's no tribulations anymore. People, you're not supposed to suffer. Somebody's got to move in and take that. There can't be any transgressions against you. And, and, you know, I mean, man, I grew up where I'm like, get your ass kicked, right? I mean, you had yeah. words with someone at school. You thought, I mean, you say some shit online. We didn't have online, but man, you had to answer for that. And, and there's a big difference now, man. People, a lot of these people have never been punched in the face. I know. Um, so they don't know how to, they don't know how to handle adversity. And yeah, man, it's, um, if you, if you, when you realize when you, I mean, and that's, and it's unfortunate because life is not, it's not easy. You get kicked in the damn face and then all of a sudden you blink and 20 years in you're in a fucking job you hate, or you wake up on Monday with that anxiety that like, dude, I, and, and look how many people die on Mondays of heart attacks. You, you said that earlier and I, I wanted to touch on that, dude. It's that's, that's the norm now. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we find ourselves just beyond the robotic state and just keep moving. You know, we're just keep going, keep on keeping on. And, um, we never challenge ourselves and, no. And I learned more about my capabilities and myself in those 11 months than I had in the previous 43 years. And do you know what? I think like what you just said there is absolutely uh, is prominent for the thing that I'm moving into, which is we are fed fear. We are fed disbelief. We are told, you know, it's too easy to turn around and say, you know, look, you're depressed. You've got bipolar. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. We're force-fed reasons to keep ourselves eating takeaways and not doing anything, you know? Like, oh, you're comfort-eating, and there's a reason why you're comfort-eating. Everyone becomes a reason to not do something, you know? It's like, oh, I'm depressed. Yeah, you've got depression, and I'm not completely going against depression because it's a mental illness. But the more you absorb what you are told you are, you are not depression you are a person that has depression you know it's like when you hear people say my my anxiety my anxiety it's not your anxiety it's not yours that isn't who you are you're not an anxious person you know you don't say oh do you know boyd he's the guy with glasses you'd say do you know boyd he's a fantastic guy it's like we're in a we're in a nation where we bring up what's wrong with someone or, oh, do you know so-and-so? No, I don't. Oh, he's got depression or he's got cancer. It's like, you know, the values of the of the actual person themselves are thrown out the window and we'd rather talk about what's wrong with the human race, what's wrong with that person, what's, what's holding that person down. And I think what you achieved is you're very much like me. Like if someone says to me, I remember being at school and we had this teacher who was like a drama teacher, English teacher, sports teacher. He did everything. And I remember him like doing a careers advisor meeting and he was like, oh, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to be a musician. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. You're not going to become famous overnight. And he completely took the piss out of, you know, what I wanted to do. And I remember thinking, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. You're not telling me what I can't do. And within, I think, four or five weeks of him saying that, I was touring in Germany and I remember seeing him somewhere like a, you know, like a supermarket. Oh, you're doing really well, aren't you? And I can remember just saying to him, fuck off, <laughs> you know, like, go away, go away from me. Um, and, and, and if yeah, it hadn't, I mean, yeah. 
if it hadn't been for people, even close family, even my close family who said, Scott, you won't do that. You're too shy to do that. And where you've done an Iron Man, I stood in front of like, you know, two or three thousand people and sang, which was a big deal for me, you know, with being shy and, and quite an awkward person. So I, I'd love to do an Iron Man. I just don't think I could do the swimming, cycling and running. But that's that's what you were just on about that's a mental process that's me telling myself i couldn't do it so yeah it's um and and you're exactly right man if you believe you can or you believe you cannot you're right yeah you know i mean yeah in, in, in talking about your teacher man i mean somewhere along the line we became afraid to dream and because of i mean we're such a critical society like you said People point out the the negative, and uh, you know, people. I mean, hell, think about it. We love to see people fail. We love to see people crash and burn. Oh yeah. Not you know, not you and I, but we as a as a whole, right? And and I mean, people go out and I mean, they held TMZ's built an empire on pointing out the negatives in you know in people's lives. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's you know going back to the depression and, and that. I mean, that's one thing I'll tell you, man. Going out running eight ten miles until you're about to about to die it's it's amazing how little of a fuck you give about anything yeah I mean, you can put up with all kinds of nonsense after after going out and working out for you know two three four hours in the heat it's it's crazy it, it really calms you down well yeah because all of a sudden you're faced with a real challenge not you know oh my boss wants me to do this or so-and-so wants me to do this you are literally in a position i would imagine where we're no longer capable of being, which was living off the land, hunting. You know, you didn't know if you were going to eat unless you killed. And and we are far past that. And that's the whole problem with this, this COVID situation is, you know, our immune systems are fucked, man, because we live sheltered fucking lives. We don't live off the land anymore. We don't hunt. We don't, you know, we go to the supermarket and buy processed fucking food. We buy processed fucking this and disposable this and disposable that and that's why it's hit us like it's hit us because you know back in the day we were fucking throwing spears and chasing mammoths down the fucking you know down the fucking field and doing an iron man every time you wanted to eat and we just haven't got that you know unless a unless a child these days has got a screen in front of their face they're bored they don't know how to communicate or play outside me and you played outside we didn't have internet we didn't have fucking playstations we had cars in sand you know what i mean we were putting dirt in our mouths we did though yeah. didn't we you know and that yeah kid yeah yeah i mean i see these kids out here riding around with with elbow pads knee pads helmets and you know yeah. everything else in the world i mean they're not allowed to get scratched up not not allowed to fall down and if you do fall down hey you don't have to pick yourself up because there's going to be 40 people there to to pick you up off your ass right exactly yeah, they'd end up in therapy or something, wouldn't they? I mean, I can remember my teacher hitting me. You know, like, it was nothing. I said something to a teacher once. I told him to fuck off. And you know, like a board rubber, what you rub the chalk out on the blackboard. He hit me across my face with this board rubber. And I never did it again. <laughs> I never disrespected an adult again. And kids don't know they're fucking alive at the minute and i know this probably sounds really bad to anybody listening but they don't they haven't got a clue what what we went through you know and it's like yeah 
half the reason we're in the shit state that we're in right now is because of entitled people. Everybody, everybody in this in this generation thinks they're entitled to something. They own something, you know. Oh, I've got depression. I'm stressed, or you know, you hear eight-year-old children saying they're stressed. I mean, when did you and I know the word stressed? I didn't know the word stressed until I was about 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, you hear about, my, my wife has, has mentioned it before, where kids have come in when she was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. They would tell her, I didn't have my medicine today, so I may, I may, be, I may be hyper. Exactly. I mean, how in the fuck does a five-year-old know that they didn't take their pills, so they're going to act crazy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and why yeah, is a five-year-old on I, I, pills? I, I, yeah, and I mean, I think about that. I mean, again, I, my dad and I, we differ a lot of ways and pretty much every way. But I, man, I, um, yeah, if I was acting crazy, his, uh, I, I promise you, his resolution wasn't, you know, he, he didn't resolve it by giving me a pill. No, give me an ass beating, and I, you know, straighten up and fly right for a day or two, right? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. And I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite a disciplinarian, and my wife is is a lot softer than I am, but she's a lot stronger in other ways. We work really well as a team, and you know, where where friendship battles of a child kind of don't bother me, where I'm like, look, do you know what? Get over it. You're gonna meet other friends. This isn't the end of the world because you know, kids are like, oh, my friend don't like me no more. They like so and so, and it's the end of the world for them. Um, you know, I'm quite cold like that. But when it comes to heartbreak or, you know, like my, my daughter's been with this lad for like five years now. He's like part of our family. And I dread them splitting up because it would heartbreak me as well. You know, because like, I see him as a son. Yeah. And, and it's like it's weird just like listening as my kids grow up like. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that being an important part of life. You know, like it, it took me a long time, probably into my late thirties, before I stopped people pleasing. You know, like doing what everyone else wanted me to do, and and being yeah. being everything that anybody asked me to go to. And I think in my late thirties, into my early forties, I lost a lot of friends because I finally said no <laughs> no I don't want to do that actually you know I've got my life I've got my wife and my kids I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this and I realize that it's not everything it's made out to be but you have inspired me to sort my shit out on a fitness level that is is unreal I don't think I'm ready to do an Iron Man, you know but I need to um at 41 years old I need to sort my shit out. So I thank you for that. Man, hey, it just comes down to, no, my pleasure. And that's exciting for me that, that you shared that with me. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, I When I, I <laughs> the number of people that have, I mean, that's the biggest shocker of this is the people that, you know, reach out to me in private and tell me that, hey, man, that, that got me pumped up. I want to, I want to do something. I mean, and listen, man, that was my read. Yeah hard for me my heart is different my heart's different than anyone else's i mean like my mother running running three miles for my mother that that's, that's a big damn deal i mean and that for her that that may be what an iron man was to me and i mean you know we're all we all have 
our own challenges and we all have our own goals, but, but the, just, just do it. I mean, don't wait. It don't, there's no first of the month or Monday or first of the year. No. Fuck it, man. If it, when it's important, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. I mean, you can't put it off. You can't wait because man, we, we don't have, we don't have unlimited time. No. So that, that, that you kind know, of, you want to learn about yourself or you want to accomplish oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And I agree with you. Um, that brings me on to my next question. Do you still, um, have a drink? Do you still drink? Well, I, it's funny. I, I quit cold Turkey and I, I, I didn't even think about it during training during, um, you know, during prep. Yeah. I, I, I said like, Hey, I'm going to get a beer tonight after man. I slept for like two days straight. It took me a minute before I could get, get, get back together and, you know, think about that. I do have, I do have an occasional drink. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think maybe since Iron Man, I may have on, I mean, less than, I mean, so we're here, we are six months out, less than 10 occasions I've had alcohol. Right. You know, I mean, I know that substantially. Um, I, I control it. It doesn't control me. And I, you know, and I, yeah. look, Hey, I get it. You know, an addict will always say, Yo, I got it under control, um, you know, and you can't you can't quit drinking if you're drinking. I get that. Yeah. Um, but now, man, I, I may have one with friends occasionally, uh, but I mean, now, man, I'm still I'm still extremely focused on. I've got other physical physical challenges coming, you know, moving forward and coming coming up. Um, and that's crazy. Is I I feel like if I have a couple of drinks, man, I've taken. I've set myself at a disadvantage. I mean, I'm still not this incredible athlete by any stretch that can afford to, to waste time and waste the energy. So, mm. you know, now I, I've got to be really careful with my planning on it. You know, I can't just, uh, I'm I, like a, a, before on a day off, like I'm, I'm not working today, man. I would have, uh, I would have, I'd have polished off a case of beer, or a handle of vodka or something. Right. So then that's not, yeah, I, I don't, I don't look, I don't, you know, that's not what I do anymore now. Uh, I may have an occasional cocktail with with a friend, but yeah, it's not it's not a social centerpiece for me anymore. That's amazing, man. And what about the meat intake? Have you stayed off meat? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've completely stayed off meat, and and it's funny, man. I look, people have their 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 pictures in their mind of what a of what a vegan is. I call myself plant based. Uh, vegan's probably more of the the moral and the ethical term. Um, mm-hmm. I look, Hey, I said from the start, if at any point I felt like it was hindering my performance, it was, I'd fucking eat a steak tomorrow. Right. Um, I have, I have had a couple of times I've had meat. Um, yeah, but I, I don't see the problem in that. I mean, it really just a handful of times. And yeah. every time I've, I, I've, I've almost had like a hangover style feeling. So, um, you know, so I mean, it's it's almost a good reminder for me. Like, hey, man, so for some reason, my body doesn't agree well with me. Um, I tell you I what, mean, I tell you what, what you just said there is a perfect explanation. It's like suddenly walking back into a thick fog, and that's that's the only way I could explain it. Uh, I I still intermittent fast, and since March seventh, so March eighth was my first um, meat experience. So from December to March 8th, I cut meat out completely. And I tell you what, I was fuck, I felt fucking magnificent. Whether that's a mental thing, I don't know. I would say I, I, I intermittent fast probably about not short of 24 hours. I'm, I don't know if that's wrong or 
or what but that's that's what i do um i i eat at i eat at five o'clock in the evening every day so from five o'clock in the evening till five o'clock the next evening i eat yeah i mean it we're so individual right and then i mean there's no one size fits all you got to find what works for you um and you know i mean if if man if it feels good do it right so if you uh you know if 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 meat is fucking you up don't eat meat do you know why i'm do you know why do you know why i do that amount of time because if i don't do the 24 hours i get heartburn i get real bad acid reflux no matter what i've eaten I get yeah. bloat, I get bloating, and I get acid reflux. But I've read so much research on, um, you know, uh, uh, the surgery that they do on a hernia is just basically, it's useless. You know, they put a bit of mesh in, they stick it back in, they mesh it, and right. within six months you've got a hernia again. So I might as well just, like diabetes, I might as well just try and diet control it out of the way. And I guess you're an inspiration because maybe if I just fucking actually started running and taking care of myself, that hernia would probably go away, you know? Well, at least the side effects, the pain of it. Yeah, I think so, man. Oh man. Do you know what? I, I have got such a high pain tolerance. I mean, you could beat on me all day and I would say I'm all right, but this fucking reflux that keeps me awake and then I'm working fucking 14 hour days and by four days in of no sleep and constant burning in my throat and my chest is not a good fucking feeling so anything that gets rid of that will do me and it's not like I'm sat here eating a fucking plethora of burgers or spicy food because I'm not you know uh, I, I know this podcast is called Drinking with the Devil. I probably have about four or five whiskeys on a weekend. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big eater. Yet, I'm so lethargic, bloated, and suffering like I've got diabetes and like I'm 30 stone. Does do you know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm like a... I'm like Patient a, is, is a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like a fucking 12 stone man in a 30 stone fat suit. That's how I feel. I feel so shit on a general. <laughs> I do. I feel so shit on a general day to day that I'm like, I'm I'm probably depressed. Like you said, not mentally depressed. I'm probably depressed in the sense of I'm so far gone that my body's telling you can't run, Scott. You know, I've turned into Eeyore. No, you can't run. No, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, everything's an effort. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's fucked you, up. Hey, you, you gotta go from, yeah, you gotta go from Eeyore to fucking Tigger, because that dude doesn't stop running. Yeah. Right, he's bouncing around nonstop. And, and hey, all the motivation in the world's great, Scott, but man, at some point, you gotta find that discipline inside of you. To, the, the motivation will get you going, but the discipline's what's gonna keep you So, can doing it. I, I mean, I totally agree with that. But what I want to know from you, completely heart to heart, as friends, what the fuck made you choose an Iron Man as your first? That's experience? a good question. Um, what went through your mind? Because man, okay, so I'm like you. 
I'm quite a strong individual. You tell me I can't do something, I'll fucking do it, right? But there is nothing right now that is going to get me off my chair and go and do an Iron Man. So what, what happened to you from being, you know, a guy that was told you're on the track to a heart attack to fucking completing an Iron Man with no real... Sorry, I'm not being disrespectful, but no real training in the sense of marathon running. You know, you did your swimming, you did your cycling, but you weren't really equipped, was you, physically, to go and do this Ironman? No. No, man, I, I wasn't. And, and that's the thing. Okay, so what what made me decide that? That's, that's a great question. Yeah. I want to know your... I, I Googled... I want to know your inside thought Man, I, process, not not what you think. I want to yes. hear. I want to hear what fucking. No, man. Hey, I, I, yeah. I, I never say what you think. I, I say shit. There's times I'm. No, I mean like I, I don't. That. I don't mean I, uh, that. I don't, I don't have that filter. No, I don't mean that. I mean I want to know what happened. <laughs> no, man. What happened to you at that moment when you decided, fuck this. I'm not doing a five kilometer. I'm gonna do an Ironman. Because that's what we're talking about. You went from running three miles to smashing a fucking Iron Man. So I want to know your thought press, your thought, your thought process on that situation. Because that's that to me is like I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start boxing. Now nah, fuck it. I'm gonna fight Mike Tyson. Yeah, let's go get Tyson Fury in the ring right now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, he, that's a that's a yeah that's. You there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it cut out a bit. There. Okay, yeah. no, no, you're fine. Yeah. So, no, man, that's a great question. I um, okay, so I I knew like I was when I was I was losing the fear of these goals I was setting. Right. Yep. I think fear. It, I mean, it's definitely was a motivator for me. I I wanted this was important to me. I wanted I, and ultimately I wanted my 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 kids to see like. Man, you can do whatever the fuck you want to. Somewhere along the lines, I've I'd lost that. I felt like yeah that. So, and I was setting these goals, these fitness goals, and I and and two days later, I was losing the fear of it. Like, yeah, I can do that. I needed the fear. I needed something that was so big that I had to become something completely different to accomplish it. I get that. I get I, that. I knew pretty quick when I go out and I, I knock down six miles. I mean, I made a, I literally made a jump overnight of. A mile and a half to me was like a marathon, and now I just run. Do, I go do six miles, and then it started, you know. And then I was like, at that point, that was the new normal to me. It wasn't like, man, I did that. That was a once in a lifetime thing. That was like, this is my baseline now. So, as soon as I did that, the, the thought of, you know, fucking thirteen miles was no longer frightening. I I I, I Google search, hey, most you know, most strenuous endurance races or something, you know, most challenging endurance races. And Ironman came up. Ironman's the, you know, it's the most well-known. It's a brand name. It's the most popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I was aware of it. I knew, I knew roughly what it was. I didn't know the order of the events. I didn't know the distances of the events, but yeah, I, 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 I saw, and I, I, I started watching YouTube videos and I saw people, you know, saying, Hey, this is my 10th one. And, I've never finished one. Today's going to be it, or I hope. And you know, I don't know if I can do it again if I don't. And, and I was like, man, I saw the, I just saw the people finishing. I, Mike Riley, the voice of Iron Man, telling people you are an Iron Man. I was like, yeah, I need that. I need to run down that shoot where all those people are cheering and there's lights on you and it's there's music playing. 
I needed yeah. that. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a fraternity. That's something that, that'll carry me for a long time. So that was, that, that was my process. I thought, man, there's so many people go out and do 5k, 10ks. I mean, that's, yeah, that's cool. And, and if that's someone's goal, man, by all means, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on that, but no, no, no. I needed, I needed something. <laughs> I needed something. I needed for me. I needed to do something amazing. You, it makes me laugh, right? Because I listen to your story, which is fucking amazing, and then I think, yeah, I remember feeling. I, I remember feeling like that was. I watched the P ninety X commercial, and I really wanted that T shirt. You know, <laughs> I wanted the T shirt to say that I completed P ninety X, and I tell you, I never completed P ninety X. I never did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking summer fit body program. Up right now, tell him you want a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. And the reason I didn't do it is because there was there was a lot of bullshit involved with it. You know, like uh, fucking, uh, it was like yoga, but you were like prancing about all over the place, and it just lost my interest. And I can see your interest with running, cycling. Um, running is new to me. I mean, I was a massive bodybuilder steroids everything i mean i've done it all i was huge but i never trained my legs i never trained my legs so i look like a drawing pin do you know what a drawing pin is i do yes sir. yeah 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 that's what i look like i was big on top and tiny on my legs so um i never really did cardio i was more about aesthetics you know how you looked and uh for me yeah i suppose the same thing where you was getting told, you know, you're along the track for heart attack and blah, blah, blah. I was getting the same sort of conversation of a doctor like, you know, you're not, you look fit, but you're a fake fit. You know, you there's nothing fit about you. There's no cardio. Yeah. You've got no legs. And I'm going to tell you now, you're six foot something tall. I'm five seven, but weighed about 19 stone muscle, which just doesn't work. It doesn't work. When you were a small frame with a lot of muscle, I felt like my lungs were getting crushed. I had no legs to back up the weight on my arms and my shoulders and my chest. I wasn't a fat. I wasn't fat, but I, I certainly couldn't carry the weight that I was entertaining in my arms, my shoulders and my chest. And I'm predominantly a chest panel. So... You know, like my shoulders and chest pressing were the big thing. I can chest press a hell of a lot of weight. I'm I'm super strong. I can deadlift. I'm a short man, but I can deadlift heavy. So it just doesn't work out. You need height to carry weight for your skeleton. I'm short, but carrying the weight of a really fat person. Do you know what I mean? Without the legs to carry it. Are you there? Your heart and your lungs and your joints don't know the difference between – yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, your heart, your lungs, and your joints, they don't care if it's muscle or whatever, man. When you lay down at night and you've got that big, thick chest, I mean that's that's pressing down on you. Yeah. You know, that'll that'll restrict your breathing, and then you start having – when you're, when you're not resting, when you're sleeping, and that was me, I would go to sleep, and I'd wake up, and I felt worse than I did before I went to bed. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like I got my ass – kicked on i choked out and yeah and i was like man this sucks yeah. man i don't even want to sleep you know so yeah just yeah, get, I, say, I got you man yeah just yep. getting up in the morning and putting my work trousers on and then going to put my socks on was like i'd just been in a, a 12 round boxing match you know like 
I would get up from putting my socks on and I'd be like... Oh, yeah. You got to be a special tie when you when you, you know what it's like to tie your shoes and you're like start getting lightheaded. Yeah. That's the way I felt. And the weird thing is... And then, boy, like, I, and then it was funny. Go on. Sorry. Go on. Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, I... I Okay, so I the funny thing, when it really hit me, like, man, I got to get my shit together, was I've got buddies that are heavy, and fat, and they're calling me fat, right? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they may be joking, but they're not, right? There's some, there's always some truth behind the jokes, and they're, and then you would see a picture, and you're like, oh, man, that can't be me. No, I mean, I, I don't have that fucking donut tire around my neck. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did that? Who's that guy? And then he just called. I just called, and I saw when I like I said, man, when I saw me holding my daughter, and I was this disgusting, fucking yeah, uh, looked like great gravy was pouring out of my veins. Slob. <laughs> I was like, man, that is that is a damn shame right there. So yeah, I um, it's, um but it's it, eye opening. Stuck in that in that rut. It's easy. It's yeah. eye opening, but it's isn't easy. It? It's, it's eye-opening. It is, it is very eye-opening. And the worst thing is, is people that are close to you lie for you. You know, like, I saw a picture about three years ago, and I've got my arms around these two guys, you know, like, in a pub somewhere. Mate, I look about 30 stone. I look like I've got um, two whales up my T-shirt, you know, and I said to my wife, do I honestly look like... No, no, that's because you've got your arms... And people lie for you. You know, they'd lie for you to sort of say, No, don't worry about it. You don't look like a bouncy castle. You're not you're not that fat. And I'd rather someone say, Scott, you're fat, man. You need to run. <laughs> you know, that's what I need. I don't need you to lie to me. Tell me that I'm fucking hideous and I'll go do something about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the same way. I like my thing is get off your ass and go you know, stop being a pussy and go. And the funny thing is my son, my fifteen year old, he'll tell me, Dad, you are getting fat. Dad, your gut's hanging over your pants. You look you look bad. Yeah. I mean, he's just he'll tell me that, right? And now I've I and I and I realize not everyone responds to that, but damn, it'll motivate the hell out of me. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I wish I would have gotten that kick in the ass before. I you know, I mean hey, it finally happened and I'm thankful it did because I felt like going through it made the struggle more of a challenge and then you know it, the more you struggle the, when the more you overcome the more rewarding that success is and I, I'm glad I, I, I am on this end of it not that end I'll say that but yeah it yeah. made it, it it made it all the more rewarding I would highly recommend anyone that wants to do an Ironman to fucking not balloon up to do 170 pounds I mean I you're talking Roughly, I mean, I was pushing 20 stone, I guess, right? So 14 pounds of stone, I think. Am I am I right on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you did an yeah, iron. I, I, I was. You did an iron man at 20 stone. No, 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 no. I lost. I was, I was, I was about. No, I, I lost. I was 20. I was almost. I was 270 pounds, and I dropped down. When I raced on race day, I was right about 200. So, so I what, lost what's 200 you know, pounds then roughly so 70 pounds um, pound wise. Um, yeah, let me think. I mean, 14 pounds to a stone. Do the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you was about, um, Oh God, hang on. I've got to do this in my head. What about 15, 16 stone? No, 13, 14 stone. Yeah. yeah. I guess that sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I should have, I should have had that. I should have had that. 
yeah, I should have had that math figured out before before the call, right? No, no, don't worry about it. That's amazing. That's like channel swimming. That's like serious swimming weight because you still need some weight to carry the cold of the water, don't you? You, you need a bit of fat on you. You need a bit of muscle. You've got your carb loading. Then you've got your fucking endurance. So you don't want to be too thin because if you're too thin, you're not going to get through the fucking swimming or the cycling. Um, and then you need yeah, to, I, yeah. You, you burn an insane, you burn an insane amount of calories during an Ironman. Um, I I had my Garmin watch on that day. I burned over twelve thousand calories that day. Wow. Um, and now I consumed. I, I don't know what I consumed, but I man, I, that was another thing I trained on was. I got extremely efficient at being able to just consume insane amounts of food while I worked out. Yeah. Now that's something in my other, you know, that I never would have thought, but I decided like, Hey, I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could, I mean, I could eat anything while I was, while I was training and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I didn't, I never felt bloated or heavier or anything like that. So that, you know, learning to try, I did train a lot of times. I trained fasted a lot. Um, but, I mean, you know, and you want to rely on, on actual body fat stores and everything for your energy versus, you know, sugar and, you know, and the blood and all that. But yeah, man, it, um, it's interesting endurance sports and extreme, especially when you get to the ultra endurance and, you know, you're talking, you know, 10 to 14, 15 hours worth of, uh, of, of endurance training work is it's a, it's a different beast than, you know, an hour workout in the gym. Yeah. Well, you fucking surpassed me because I don't think I could do 15 hours of of endurance i just don't think i could but then again i'm i'm not in the position no no that's wrong i've not been told i'm in the position where i need to do it and i suppose if i was in your shoes and someone had turned around to me and said especially from your fitness background the gym and you know um everything you've been through if someone turned around and said to me you're on the route for a heart attack yeah fucking hell man i would have been exactly the same as you so um i'm only going on the sense of i've not been to the doctor to be to be told that scott you need to change your shit but i'm telling you now i need to change my shit and and this conversation (laughs) i don't think i'm going to go and do an iron man but fuck me you've you've awoken a part of me that's like yeah you're right man you're right you know like i need to i need to curb some shit i need to fucking get fit i need to be here for my children and uh yeah yeah no thank you for fucking telling me your story because that's just it's create you see these stories of these people that are like you know celebrities they're massive they've got muscles you've got money for steroids and like you're like oh yeah 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 and then you get someone on like you who's just real you know you've come from you've come from the shit you come from the shit and you've sorted you you sorted yourself out to do an iron man with no fucking real I, i'm not being disrespectful with no fucking real training you've not had people there that you've paid for that have done marathons that have done this that and the blah 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 you've kind of you've kind of turned that whole fitness industry on its head because you were a fat guy that went to running a, an iron man you know what i mean that's pretty fucking impressive yeah man well, well, hey, here's the best thing that's come out of COVID in my for my personal life. So, the there are two 
Iron Man sanctioned events in Texas every year. Yeah. One of them is Iron Man Texas, which is a full 140.6 mile Iron Man, and it's normally in April in the Houston area. And then in October, mid October, there is a half Iron Man down in Waco, Texas. You may know Waco from yeah, the yeah, yeah, David from, Koresh and yeah, all that, yeah, right? The crazy, dude. the crazies, yeah. right? Yeah. So that because weirdo. of COVID, they had to put they had to postpone um Iron Man instead of canceling it they moved it to the same weekend of the half Iron Man there is never I mean it's not the norm to have a half Iron Man and an Iron Man in the same weekend in the same town so Scott come to America come to the United States I'm going to do both of them the full Iron Man on Saturday the half Iron Man on Sunday man come do the half Iron Man on Sunday with me I would love to. When's that? That is, I, I let me. I should know the dates. I, it's October 11th or October 18th. I'm not sure which one, but it's in mid-October. So, man, if I can save up the flights, I'll come and do it. I promise you. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm gonna do both of them. That's my. That's my next. That's my next on the agenda. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, full Iron Man. The next thing I'm doing half. But you're fucking yeah, crazy. Man, Why would? Uh, why would you want to do a full Iron Man and then do half an Iron Man? You're just crazy. Man, why not? Right? Uh, no, yeah, no, why not? Because no, I mean, no, yeah, I mean that's one of those things. On the same week, on the same weekend, I look. I wanted to do a double Iron Man. There's there's an event called Ultraman where it's a three day stage race where you the day one you swim 6.2 miles and then bike 90. Day two you bike 170 and day three you run a double marathon, so 52.4 miles. Wow. And I, I want to do that. Um, you you want to do mean, that, and, and so this right here is the next best thing. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to okay. do that. I mean, I, okay. you got to, you got to, you got to fight for it, get accepted to it. If I knock down these back to this this Iron Man and this half Iron Man, I feel like that'll strengthen my that'll strengthen my application. So, so how, I'm going to do both of them. So how about this then? Why don't we set up a uh, once a month? You come on here, and we have a um, a fitness chat once a month with you yeah i want some kind of yeah man yeah some inspirational chat from boyd uh, and where you are what you're doing and what people can do to achieve the same thing as you once a month with me on here because i'd, I'd fucking love that man um you, you you're inspirational i i just don't know what to say to you you know like normally it's people that have had a lifetime of you know training and blah 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 and you're just a normal guy you know a normal person that decided i'm going to do this you had no boundaries in your head you weren't accepting the no you need to do this you need to do that which i'm a fucking firm believer of you know the rocky it's like rocky in it we grew up with rocky you're like the rocky of fucking running yeah i'm a huge i'm a huge fucking rocky fan i'm a yeah. huge rocky fan yeah, you're like the Rocky of, of triathlons, man. You know, you're the underdog of triathlons. And I fucking love that. I love your story yeah. so much. And do you know what? If I could get over to America, when all this bullshit's over, I'd love to share a fucking drink with you and, and meet you face to face. And yeah, I'd definitely do a half iron man with you. Definitely. Hey now, now, hey, you've got London Real. You know the uh, podcast, London Real. Yep. 
Brian's over there, over there in your country doing it. You got to see, you got to watch his movie with uh, the Crow Mags lead singer, John Joseph called Iron Mind. Right. Very similar conversation. They ended up doing a half Iron Man together. Well, let's do it. Let me, let me train and I'll do it. I made that. Uh, man, hey, all right. Hey, you just, hey, listen, you got, you got to start. That's the thing. Listen. Yep. Talking about it, thinking about it, it ain't gonna matter if you don't do the shit. No, Scott, no, you know I'm, that, right? I'm well up for it. I don't know if I could do it this year. I don't. I'm gonna be, you know, realistic about it. Can I do it this year? I don't know. But when did you say it was? It's in October. October. Here, oh no, I've got, I'll I've give got you, a few I'll give months. Exactly. I've got a few months. Yeah, it's you've got time. I mean, if if I can do what I did, man. I, I promise you, you can do you can do it. So I mean, it's, you you basically got you basically got five months. Well, you got a little bit of less five. It's not gonna be easy, man. No, it's not gonna be easy. But fuck it. It. I mean, is there a, it, is there an English version at the same time as what you're doing? If I can't make it over there, or what, or should I just run it at the same time as you? Yeah, I mean, we can figure that out. I I'll, I'll do that research for you. I'll yeah. find that. So, what would I need to run, cycle, and swim? Okay. For a half Ironman, it's a 1.2-mile swim. Right. It's a 56-mile bike ride and a 13.1-mile run. To, to give you – I mean, and not to diminish it because, hey, that's a fucking workout. That's I, I basically do that like on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I – and I All do right, that okay. is one of my favorite workouts is to go out and do a half Ironman but yeah it's uh no it's man you it's I'm telling you oh, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be enough to push you and it's gonna be enough to scare you and it's gonna be enough to motivate you can you message me those... it will change oh yeah yeah man of course can you message me those um uh the figures for the running the cycling and running of course I will yep nice one uh my god that sounds horrendous and that's just half of what you did right no i'll do it i'll do it i'll i'll i will fucking make a pact right here right now i'll do it all right hey you can't hide from the internet scott you know this shit no, no, it's, no, no, no. it's forever it's in pen not pencil no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i need to do it man i need to do it it sounds fucking yeah, amazing i agree man you need to yeah yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's badass. It'll uh, it sucks, um, but man, do shit that sucks. That's how that's how we become amazing, man. Just doing all kinds of shit that sucks. You got to stop looking for comfort. Uh, you got to stop finding what makes us feel good and what's quick and what's yeah the easy you know the easy uh, reward, right? You gotta you gotta taste it. Hey, it's not even fucking practical. Think about it. Four months to a half Ironman, and you're, you you probably haven't swam since hell i'd swam before i mean you got to say at some point man you just got to say fuck it like hey i want to go do something crazy don't get yeah. don't get in now when i'm gonna send you these numbers don't get obsessed with the planning and thinking about it and analyzing it because you will convince yourself pretty fucking quick you can't do it and if you go ask some people hey what do you guys think they're gonna tell you no you can't do it i mean you got to say you know fuck what other people think yeah as soon as you believe it, you can yeah the, the only one i'm man, gonna i, I like it the only one I'm going to struggle with is is swimming because I'm not sure if the swimming pool is open right now or or how I'm going to swim. Uh, I've got a sea. I suppose I could swim in the sea. Man, you can go swim across the English Channel 
if you do that, I'd be more impressed than anything to do with Iron Man. Do you know what? I always wanted People to do that. People do that shit all the time, right? I always wanted to do that. Um, I was just going to go into this. I'm quite a swimmer. My sister was a triathlonist. My oldest sister, she used... She came third in a triathlon when she was nine months pregnant, my sister. I'm, I'm not bullshitting. She's... Oh, good yeah, lord. Yeah, she was she was a machine of, of a triathlonist. Um, and I used to do some long distance running and I used to do a hell of a... When I was... When I was... Uh, hang on, I've got to get this right. When I was eight years old, I, I had already swam five miles um, in England, which was, you know, that was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got my lifesavers, um, you know, in swimming. I, I can swim like no tomorrow. Swimming is probably my favourite part of the whole triathlon. Um, cycling is something that... Oh, I'm... man, the, 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 you're, already, you're ready. Just sign up now. You can do it. Yeah, the swimming part, I can do. The the cycling and the running, hmm, yeah. If running means like virtually speed walking but a bit faster, I can do that. I can do that. Hey, they call they they call it the Iron Man Shuffle. You run a little bit, you walk a little bit, you run a little bit, you walk a little bit. Hey, listen, everybody, nobody's nobody, no average just guy doing an Iron Man is going out and knocking down a two-hour marathon. No. I mean, there's people out there they're struggling. I got uh, I, I'll share you this. I mean, I I, you know, I don't want to run you too much time here, but I got a, a pretty don't funny. Worry about you know, it. I was doing the Iron. Yeah, I was doing the uh, we were doing the we were doing the the marathon, and I was feeling good. Yeah. And at the halfway mark of the of the marathon and the bike, you have what's called a special needs bag. It's just in case, like, hey, your extra food, different shoes, socks. You you and you you get to stop and you get to open your bag up and you know get your supplies if you need. Yeah. I pull in with this guy. This guy's about, I mean, he's in his fifties, man. He looked like he was in good shape and we pull up together and, um, his, his, his bag happened to be close to mine. You tell them what your number is. They go get your bag to bring it back to you. Yeah. My man had stopped at the, at the, there's little aid stations every like, you know, half mile or a mile. He had stopped at the one right before this and had gotten a couple of, they have Coke, Coca-Cola on the course because it's straight sugar, right? So it'll yeah, replenish yeah, yeah. you when you start feeling that that low sugar, low glucose. And he um he grabbed a couple of cokes and some ice. We pull up. We're getting our bags. My man reaches into his bag and pulls out a bottle of wild turkey <laughs> and fucking a big a big like a big like Camelback bag. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, and I I put fucking Oreos in mine, some shit like a peanut butter jelly sandwich and some Oreos. Yeah. And I look at this fucking guy, and he's got a, a he's got a, a fifth of wild turkey, and he 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 puts the ice and the coke, and he pours starts pouring the wild turkey. He looks at the bottle, takes a <laughs> swig of it. I mean, a big drink, and then like looks at me and like reaches it over. I was like, no man, I'm good. Like what the fuck, dude? Uh, that's me and, and he you. Goes, hey. Yeah. So he goes. He goes. Hey man. He said I've always heard about people doing this and i was like he goes this is my 10th one and man i'll be damned if i wasn't going to have a fucking drink and i see him he he, he just we we run off together and i was running a little faster than he was at that point so i you know i went on and i we we hung around at the finish line after after we finished and kind of watched some other people finish and 30 45 minutes or so later he comes he comes (laughs) flying down the chute he looks like your one eye open he's leaning over sideways but he made it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> After drinking wild turkey, 
yeah. for 13 miles, right? So yeah, that's that, me. I mean, you. that's the kind of animals you're going to see out there, man. There's it's a different breed of people. That's These me. aren't. I mean, yeah, that's me yeah. and you. That's me and you. I'll have a hip flask. I'll be like, oh yeah, I love a bit of this. Hey. Oh, no. You no, do it with joking. me, man, and at the halfway mark of the final run, I, I promise you, I'll break one open and have a drink with you. Do you know what? I think if I got to that level of training, drinking would be well out the window, man. I, I, it takes over yeah. your life. When you start thinking, when you start feeling and thinking the way you are, I mean, like that that's serious fitness, you know. And that's why I poo-pooed the Olympic Games thing earlier, because I think what, what you've achieved is more serious than the olympic games man that's like that's a phenomenal amount you're like eddie izzard marathon running you know like that guy runs like seven marathons in a day i mean how do you do yeah. that how do you do that yeah how do you yeah goggins do that? goggins does that same sort of shit man goggins had i think i think he did 15 straight weeks where it was seven or 15 i may be off the number where he did at least a 100 mile race a weekend yeah I don't know how you do so, that. So yeah, I mean, have you the seen body, that? The body can do all kinds of shit. Oh yeah. Have you seen that mountain running? That like right high up in the fucking mountains. Yeah, they do the uh, the Hurt 100 is a big ultra race down in Hawaii where it's uh you know it's 100 105 miles or whatever, and I think it's got I want to say 16,000 vertical feet of climbing. Yeah, or whatever. I think so. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Read. Yeah, that's I mean, and then you've got you've got Badwater, the Badwater 135, the race through Death Valley in the middle of summer, in the hot in August, and it starts in Death Valley and it, it finishes at the top of Mount Whitney in California. So it's the lowest point of California to the highest point of California, and temperatures over you know 130 and 140 degrees. So, man, there's there's a lot of crazy shit out there, man. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are doing it, and uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the. Just, I mean, these people are mild mannered, but man, they'll get out and fight a demon and do some amazing shit. Yeah, yeah, that is that's beyond me. That altitude running, especially coming from the UK where we haven't really got much in altitude, is just that's just phenomenal. The shit I've watched. I mean, I watched it on Joe Rogan. I can't remember who he was talking to, but they showed this mountain running and I was just like fuck me that's unreal you know like even the Tour de France I don't I mean do you partake in Tour de France yeah man I right now ESPN's showing the uh, Lance Armstrong documentary in the first part on Sunday so yeah I mean being in Texas and when Lance was in his heyday you, we kind of all became cycling fans you know for that it was never anything whatsoever I thought I'd ever be able to and I've had no, no chance I'm ever you know doing yeah. that race that's the craziest endurance sport in the world but yeah I, I definitely pay attention I like to I mean I now being a I don't want to call myself a cyclist because I'm nowhere near that level but now being someone that rides a bike as much as I do uh, the respect I have for that sport is man it's it's something that's a, I mean, that's a different beast they spend they spend like twelve hours going uphill and they manage to overtake people going uphill, you know. Like there's points where they fucking race ahead of each other and I'm like, how do you, how do you even start training for that kind of event? Because like I, I don't know where it was. It was years ago that I I I really paid close attention to it, and 
they must have been going through like Italy or somewhere like that and it was predominantly virtually um, uh, erect you know virtually straight uphill and these yeah. fuck these fuckers were overtaking each other like it was nothing like they were just cycling on on flat surface and it's like you know yourself when you're running and you're running against like a headstrong wind and you've got a gradient like a 0.2 0.3 gradient you know that you're going slightly uphill don't you your brain tells you you know um, oh yeah so how the fuck do they yeah, do I that do. i just i don't get it the yeah. brain the brain is an amazingly powerful tool and you sir yeah. you sir have obviously got good control of yours to go from doing fuck all like oh i'm gonna run around the block and then going i'm gonna do an iron man and actually doing it is is fucking commendable it really is i don't Thank I, you. I appreciate yeah. that no you don't need to appreciate it you're a superhuman man you're superhuman because you took you took the information that was dealt to you from a doctor and you turned your life around in 11 what was it 11 weeks you said on uh, yeah i saw something it was 11 weeks 11 months yeah 11. 11 months sorry yeah 11 months you turned your life around and that is uh that is just phenomenal and whether it's me saying that to you or a doctor saying to that that to you or you know one of your friends saying that to you it's no it's no small feat that you've done it's fucking phenomenal because a lot of people don't do that a lot of people don't do that a lot of people sit back and you know ignore the information or you know maybe slightly change they run five ten miles a month where you went and did an iron man so you know that that's fucking amazing man that's like superhuman strength that kind of shit is superhuman and you've really got to think that about yourself that is superhuman that's like a superhuman human power there's only so many people like you that do iron men there is well yeah yeah i it's i i and it, it felt like a superhuman accomplishment mm. and so it should special so it anybody should. can fucking do it uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if that is is 100 percent truth i think you've got to be mentally um attached to something i think you've got to be a mentally um i want to say i want to say like rearranged because like your mental thinking in that moment was a, not a pride uh, not an instrument of pride but you were you was an instrument of uh, disgusting what you'd seen in yourself with that picture with your daughter and the information that you'd received from the doctor and you're very much like me you're quite um, strong-minded and and confident in yourself and you achieved the underdog status that no one thought you would achieve you know yeah. I mean, it, it just it just takes that first step though i mean that's uh no you're I, I, you're I appreciate the, the yeah. admiration it's your first yeah, step it's, it's doable man your first step was people telling you couldn't do something and that's where me and you really are alike because i don't know anything about your upbringing your childhood upbringing my childhood upbringing was you know you can't do this you can't do that you and the worst thing for me is i had two older sisters so like if i didn't win a fight i didn't have a dad or or brothers to go and sort the shit out i had two older sisters so that was never going to happen you know I was, there was no way on 
God's earth, I was going to let my sisters... I've got a hiccup, sorry. I, uh, no way I was going to let my sisters sort out a fight. You know, so I had to learn to fight. And then through that, I had to learn to be funny. Banter was a lot better than being a fighter. And, you know, it was one of them scenarios. And I think me and you were quite similar in that aspect. Like, you know, the people that were like, you can't do this, you can't do this, can't you do this. We are the silent fuck you types. We're not out in your face like, I'm going to fucking do this and you can you can go fuck yourself. We're like, the, I'll show you. I, I can do it. I'll do it. And just your ability to go from doing nothing, you know, like no training, no fucking help whatsoever. And I, can I ask you, did you do the entire Iron Man by yourself? No help from no one. I had support from everyone you know like uh a lot of people said a lot of kind things yeah but and i you didn't and pay I, I definitely used i watch him yeah but you didn't pay. no i didn't pay anybody anything no no that's what that do you know what that's no nope, zero coaching zero coaching that is yeah. amazing zero coaching that is amazing yeah. man yeah and I, I don't know if that was the smartest way, but I mean, I'm not, I will not hire a coach. I mean, I, nothing wrong with it. Hey, if that gets somebody, if that gets somebody to their goals, man, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I, no, that's it, amazing. I, I mean, there were times, yeah, I was reading and shit and I was like, man, there's a lot. I should just pay somebody to do this. Um, I can afford it. And I was like, I just didn't. I was like, fuck this, man. That was important to me. I didn't want, I didn't want to say, I, I, I didn't want a coach saying, I didn't want to give someone else the satisfaction of thinking they got me there. Nah, uh, do you know what? I wanted it to be about me. Do you know what? You didn't need to. You've achieved it, and I fucking rec- yeah. I I I, I uh, not recommend. What's the word? I uh, commend. Yeah, I commend what you've what you've done there because that's exactly me. That's exactly what I would have done if I was in your shoes. I don't know how the fuck you pulled off. A marathon i really don't you must be one of the strongest mentally strongest people on the planet you know you're like you're amazing um and, and i really mean that what you've what you've achieved is amazing and you should be so proud of yourself it's just the tip of the iceberg man my friend i i've got such bigger goals than iron man that was yeah. uh iron man's my new normal that's that's how <laughs> baseline now now it's a walk in the park yeah well no hey it'll ne- that will never be a walk in the park because <laughs> it involves a lot of run a lot yeah. of swimming yeah um but man i i mean that i mean i i can do i mean there's so much more out there and, and i've just now like before i would have thought someone said hey go run you know you, you can run 150 miles or whatever before i thought fuck that why would i but now yeah. it's almost like now i just feel like i need to well, you've yeah, got, I mean, you've, you've got, a, you've got a month, my friend. You've got a month, and in a month's time, I want to hear what else you've achieved. <laughs> okay, no, I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait, and uh, no. yeah, I, it's funny. I, I have, I, I was looking, just looking at my blog earlier, and I, I clicked on it, and I, I, I hit a random post, and it came up. And this is funny, and, I, and it's still up. I had it up, and I, I, I left it up here so I'd remind myself to tell you. Um, and this is a famous quote by someone I guarantee you you'll, you're, you're familiar with. The quote is, if you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, 
I always, for some reason, I that always came to my mind it's a when fucking, I was running. It's a brilliant quote. It's a quote that we uh, we used at cage fighting. You know, when you're in hell, keep when you're in hell, keep going. Yeah, it's a brilliant quote. Yeah. Brilliant the, quote. You'll come out the other fucking side. Yeah. You will. And I came out. I felt like I came out better. And hopefully, unless I get hit on the hit on the road riding my bike, I'm gonna. You know, hopefully now I'm gonna be around a little longer for my for my kids. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's that's what it boils down to is a little bit longer on the planet. Yeah. And not just living longer. I want to live better. I don't want to be fucking cramming blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medicine down my yeah. entire life, right? I, I'm, I'm medicine-free, um, and, and a lot of people ask about the protein and the, the B12. We'll, we'll delve into that next time, but, man, I don't I – don't, I mean, my B12 levels are through the fucking roof. Um, I don't – I mean, I, 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 I do supplement with it, but most, most, especially Americans, are probably B12 deficient anyway. Um, I – What's assure up? you that I've I've never had a had trouble a B12. Most people vitamin B12. Yeah, most people up? say, what, oh, you what, can't. What's B12? Um, it's predominantly from meat, and that's and and a lot of and the the rumor is a lot of people feel like that being not having animal products, you don't right, get it in right, high doses, right, 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 so you become yeah. deficient in it. Yeah, I have yeah. no such issues. I mean, I am able to supplement with it from. A, a plant-based supplement and I, my B12 levels are through the roof. Um, I get plenty of protein. Uh, you know, a silverback gorilla doesn't eat meat either, but look at that. I don't think anybody asked him, you know, where he gets his protein from, right? Are you joking? Yeah, they're vegan, man. Are they really? Yeah. Rhinos. Rhinos don't eat meat. They're vegan too. What the fuck? Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Horses yeah, don't eat meat. Look how muscular those fuckers are, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look how lazy sharks are. Sharks eat meat all the time. They're fucking lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're sprinters. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, man. I could talk to you all night. Um, I'm... Yeah, this is this has been amazing. This has no, been amazing. Man, I've enjoyed it. And I look forward to our monthly... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to our monthly chat, man. Our monthly chat, and I mean that. That is that is bang on and i'm gonna start training and that half of that monthly chat is gonna be me telling you what i've achieved in that month i promise you i am gonna make a change right. so, yeah so you're gonna to get to chat with the devil so i get to, i get to be in your shoes for at least half of it i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah definitely i'm going to make a change man you've inspired me and i really mean that from my heart that isn't just a you know, oh yeah, you've inspired. No, you've really, you've really inspired me. Really have. No man, I, yeah, I, I can't wait to see where you're at in, in in four weeks. And I tell you something, you want to come over to the UK, you come and stay here. Yeah, you come over here, you come and stay with I me. I appreciate that. I appreciate. Yeah, man, you better be careful. I, I could show up. No, that's fine. You with come my, stay with me. With my bike and, and tow. That's fine. You come stay with us. And you experience the UK like you wanted to. You come stay with me. Just let me know when you're coming over. I mean that. I mean, I will keep that in mind. I'm definitely going to take you up on that. Yeah, you do that. I I mean it. Uh, you know, you want to come here? We're friends now. You come here. You come stay with me. I'll show you the UK. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Huh? Yeah. 
you're going to get me to swim that channel, though. But yeah, oh, I man, come we over should there do that. And, uh, we should yeah, train to do that together. <laughs> we should train and do it together. Let's both yeah. swim the channel. Fuck it. Uh, how, okay, how, what's, how 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 wide is it? How wide is the how, how wide is the English Channel? I should know that, but how far Fucking is it? No. Uh, do you know what? I don't know off the top of my head. I know it takes a a, a while to do. Um, let's see if I can get it on my phone. There's uh, a lot of people have done it. A lot of people that you would. It's 149 miles. Holy shit! I didn't know it was that far. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite far. Holy shit! I mean, I don't. Th- I guess they don't swim that all at once. I've never. I mean, I just know it's been done. But damn, I didn't know it was that far. How do you think? How long do you think that would take? I mean, it's like an hour on a ferry, isn't it? So it'd take you like. Um... Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. What I don't do know. You, what do you do I'm... in fifteen hours? In fifty, one hundred forty point six miles of a swim, bike, and run. 6, so that's 15 hours and that's what 140 140.6 that's what you do in 15 hours yeah i mean i think i mean now i can do it i, I could probably get closer to 12 hours because i'm i'm just i'm better conditioned now than i was then i'm a better runner um and yeah. that was what's kind of slowed me down so what and, was the what was the english channel 149 yeah i don't know if i don't know if that's how far they actually swim though let me see this. I, it's so it'll take you about. Oh uh, yeah, it's okay. So they they people swim it between ten and twenty hours. I don't think they're swimming. I, I don't think they're swimming like like the widest part. Yeah, you can't constantly swim for twenty hours, can you? Yeah, Surely. no shit. Yeah, so this lady in twenty nineteen in twenty nineteen swam from England to France. She's actually from the U.S. Sarah Thomas. I'm I'm gonna have to research that. I I don't know how I feel about swimming. Well, that, if she's um, able to do it between 10 and 20, it would take me probably 30. I don't know how I feel about that. That um, that David Williams from my country, from the UK, he did it, didn't he? Yeesh, let me see. David William David Williams from Little yeah. Britain. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like 50 or some people have done it. I mean, it's been done a lot, right? So that's got to be a see. fucking task and a half, as that. Yeah. That, I, water, um, that water's got to be freezing cold, man. Freezing. Well, you're doing it. You're definitely doing it in a wetsuit. I mean, you. I did Iron Man in a wetsuit, so I mean that the, the cold's not that big of an issue once you get into it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. It looks like looks like about 50 people have done it. Let me see. Or maybe that's just the first 50. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe people go out there and do it all the time now. But maybe everybody does it now. I don't know. Looks. Uh, when I was when I was. I'm gonna research it. When I was eight years, uh, hang on a minute. When I was nine, uh, ten years old, I swam five miles, which took me about just short of three hours in a swimming pool, uh, a fifty-meter pool. Uh, so my length was fifty meters. Yeah, so that took about three hours to complete. Um, yeah, that's that's quite a lot of swimming, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean five five hours, man. I mean five excuse me, five miles of swimming, that's that's no joke. That's uh that's that's some serious that's some serious water time right there. And if you could do it then, man, now you're you know you you you, you know it can be done. So you've already done it. That's the that's the key for most of this stuff is it's just knowing it can be done. I mean the, the, the story of Roger Bannister, the first guy ever to run a mile in sub four minutes 
prior to him running it, it was believed that it was physically impossible and no one could do it. Yeah. He didn't didn't believe that it was impossible. He did it and then like within the next year a hundred other people had done it, right? Yeah. And now they're good high school runners that run some four minimum. Yeah. It's just believing you can do it. I mean once the once you know it, and that's like I said about Iron Man. It's, it doesn't even cross my mind that I can't finish an Ironman. Now, of course, could there be an injury or could, you know, I rupture my tendon or something? Of course, right? That There's a chance that's going to happen in that distance of a race. But it's not going to be because I, I just can't do it. I know I can do that now. So that's why for me it's important to find that next distance, that next thing that pushes me just a little bit further. Yeah. Do you know what? Other than this podcast, we need to stay in touch, man, like daily because – I just need to talk to you daily, you know? <laughs> anytime, man, anytime. I, I'm an early bird. I go to bed early, man, but I, I get up early. So anytime, brother, you hit me up. I'm ready. You're, uh, you're, you really are an inspiration, man. You know, keep up, keep up, keep doing it. Keep doing what you do. And yeah, I bet you feel fitter now in your 40s than you did in your 20s. And that's, you know, that's the amazing part of this conversation. Yeah, I um, I I wasn't physically conditioned to do what I can do now, but more than anything, man, it's in the mind. I mean, yeah. now I'm not shitty. Shitty stuff doesn't. I don't worry about. I mean, yeah, man, life sucks, man. There's death. There's loss. There's there's yeah. divorce, separation. You lose your job. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, damn, life goes on. You know what I mean? I've been conditioned for 43 years or 44 years now to to handle all that and, and nothing that happens to me day to day is going to be as challenging as what I put myself through on any given, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. Hell, before I talked to you, I rode my bike 40 miles and ran eight. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so when you reached out to me, I said, let me eat real quick. I was just like, yeah. I just showered and finished up. I was like, let me eat something. So I'm not crashing midway through this thing. So, and then yeah, you had man. to come and talk to me, eh? <laughs> no man hey it's been a highlight i've been excited about this all week yeah no thank you thank you for coming on thank you for being you know part of this experience and the main thing is you know i'm, I'm glad to call you a friend you know you've become a friend and you've become a friend because the pain that you've gone through i trust everything you've told me and I want to do it. I want to experience it. I want to hear that fucking, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to do an Iron Man straight off, but I want to hear that. Scott, you've done an Iron Man. You know, I want to do yeah, it. Man. I fucking want yeah. to do it. I want to do it. And uh, yeah. uh, I've probably kept you way longer than you wanted to talk, but do you know no, what? No, man, it flew by. Yeah, thank you. It has been amazing. And like I said, once a month, let's have a fucking let's have a, a, a chat once a month absolutely man i can't wait we'll, we'll let's set it up i'll look at my schedule man i'll let you know i'll give you give you some times of yeah. when i'll be free and uh, yeah, we'll absolutely make it happen that's good for me and uh you keep doing what you're doing keep fucking progressing and uh let's let's just have you on and let's find out where you are and what you're doing and we're going to do that fucking run together Okay, that sounds good, man. Hey, real quick, and I'll send you the link. There's Ironman's actually doing virtual races right now, where they and right now they're not including the swim, but they're doing run, bike, run races, and they've got 
every weekend they do, and it's you don't have to do it all at once. We'll talk more about that offline, but man, yeah. it's Ironman V. I think it's VC. dot com or Ironmanvr.com. Right. But check that out. I, I'll I'll send you the link. I'll look, I'll, I'll confirm do. it. Send it over. Please and do. Man, and they've got there, there's training programs and everything on there. So if you want to at least look at that and see what they recommend, I just fucking go out and suffer. But I'd rather get your fucking information. I need to get a bike. I haven't got a bike, so I'm, I'm going to have to get a bike. Um, and yeah, I'll start running. I'll start cycling. The swimming part, I can't do anything about at the minute because I don't think the swimming pools are open. But yeah. swimming comes quite uh, quite naturally. So, well, it always has done. So let's just see on that front. Um I suppose that's like the running for you. No, none of it's none of it's natural for me. It's also it all sucks. I mean, I mean, I enjoy the bike the most now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the running, I just it. Look, man, I figure this: we humans are designed to run. So if yeah. if, if, if you, you just just it just go out and do it, right? I mean, we I mean, if we did not, if at some point we didn't figure out we could run, yeah. then we wouldn't have made it as a species for as long as we have because no. that was required to, I still, to hunt and eat, right, and to survive. I still don't get how you went from, like, hardly running to to doing an eye. You must have fucking... You must have come across some points where, like, I can't do this, you know? <laughs> you know, like, you didn't just go from not doing it to six hours of fucking cycling. I just, you know, like... I don't know, man. You're blagging my you're blagging my mind because of what uh, it's like you've got this super fitness skill where you just sort of went from nothing to doing an Iron Man. You know, like for me that's romantic. For me that's like film shit. Like yeah, that's cool. That's like Rocky. You know, you haven't trained and then his wife woke up and went, "You gotta win." And then he went and beat Ivan Drago. That's like that's in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can be the boxing, yeah. I can be the boxing champion of the world, but yeah, you just keep moving forward one step at a time. That's the key to, to that race. Is I keep suppose moving forward. Offline, you need to tell me about the pain that you went through before I sign up for this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. Hey, yeah. man, your feet. Your feet will never be the same. Oh, oh. why do but I? But hey, but neither neither oh. will your mind. Why do I Neither want to do mind. this? Why do I want to do it so bad? Oh. <laughs> I'm nah. gonna get you addicted, Scott. You're gonna you're gonna be hooked on it. No, nah. do you know what? I am now. I've got this kind of like elated feeling of yeah, I can do this, and I know I can. I know I can. I've got a really strong mind. I've always had a really well fighting and martial arts. You've got to have a strong mind. I just yeah. need to I need to um, attribute it to cycling, running, and swimming. There you go, man. That's all it takes. Just focus, channel it. Yeah. And we need to talk again. Not on the podcast. We just need to talk again. I've got so much, uh, so many questions that I need to ask you. And we've been speaking for like nearly three hours. So <laughs> I need I need to let you go before I talk your brains out. But No, you're fine, man. Anytime. We're going to do this again in a month. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, man. And, uh, when you post this thing, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna share it out on everywhere that I am. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the next time already. I might not get it out tonight because of the time, but I'll definitely, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'll definitely get on tomorrow. 
and uh, yeah man it's been fantastic and I'm even thinking to myself should it be a month should it be two weeks should we do it every two weeks should we do a fitness thing every two weeks you tell me hey you you think about it you you mull it over and I'll make time I think two weeks I think we should do some sort of invent uh, you know uh, uh, intuitive um, fitness segment every two weeks because I think people need it we're in lockdown you know we've been in lockdown shit stopped and I think people need it I think people need a, a physical presence in the life so I think maybe every two weeks we should do that right that, that works for me man two weeks because I'm, I'm gonna hold you to that I'm gonna start bugging the piss out of you no no you don't need to we can have you don't need to I think people are crying out for this kind of for this kind of information because at the end of the day everyone thinks you know oh I could do that I could do a marathon I could do this and until they've actually heard the process from someone I think that's gonna um, cut the wheat from the sheaf you know like the weak from the strong and that's that's where we need to be you need to find out who you are where you are and what you can achieve and I, I really think right now a lot of people will sign up for that fucking punch in the throat because I would I would be like you know I can run but let me find out if I can run that you know yeah hell yeah man I agree yeah I think I think you could you especially you your story could start a fucking physical revolution because all people ever see is the super fit super good looking super fucking you know reality tv star that's like oh yeah i just appeared like this i was born like this no one takes any interest in the guy that was like normal got told there was shit happening and then went and did something fucking superhuman like your story you know what i mean and yeah through this podcast my friends the people out there that i know that will be like that's fucking amazing my best mate my my best mate he is super fit i mean he drinks but he's never smoked or anything he got to um i think he got to 43 years old and this was the first tattoo he had ever had in his life he went to have a tattoo doing and after the tattoo he felt really weak really like like he was going to pass out so his wife at the time rang the doctor and they found out from birth he had had a deformity in his heart the left valve in his heart was baggy it was it was over bleeding it was taking too much blood in and this is like 43 free you know 43 years of his life so all of a sudden he's being told you know uh, you need a replacement valve either a pig valve or a human valve he couldn't have the human valve or the pig valve so he's ended up with a mechanical valve and he's like nearly 50 years old and you can't replace that valve you can't replace it so in 10 years that that's it basically that's you know he's done that's his life because you can't put another mechanical valve in because the body will reject it so it's like there's this super fit guy that's done you know more than not more than you but more than me in the sense of not drinking not smoking and he's probably got 11 years left on the planet you know it's just it's fucked up isn't it yeah there's no guarantee i mean where there's we don't have an unlimited amount of time and man there's there's i mean people drop dead of heart attacks random shit like that all the time i i have one of my one of my my mentor uh, her husband just went through the exact same thing he'd gotten sick and wasn't recovering and 
come to find out, he had he had the Widowmaker. That that valve was you know almost all the way blocked up, and they had to rush him in and put the pig valve in him. So fortunately for him, they were able to put the pig valve in. But yeah, yeah, man, we don't. I mean, we're we're limited. Your heart has so many beats, right? And no matter who That's you are, it. and um, yeah, and and there, you you never have any idea when when your time is here. So, man, you better wring the fuck out of that cloth every single day and get every damn drop out of it. That's the problem. My friend is like, he couldn't take the, uh, the pig valve. So he ended up with a, a mechanical valve, which obviously, you know, comes with a load more, um, problems, you know, like fucking yeah. all sorts of problems. So he's on a shitload of warfarin to thin his blood. And, you know, he's, He's not a big drinker, but he likes to drink. He likes a few beers and stuff like that. So, but the problem is, is he was like you. You know, he was right. He was out running fucking 15, 16, 70 miles a day, swimming, uh, weight training. You know, super fit. I mean, super fit when, when this happened. And and I guess that's the point for some people. Some people are like, hang on a minute. He's out there fucking working his ass off, and he's ended up with a heart problem. So I might as well just continue eating burgers and and not doing anything. And that's the that's the problem with fitness. That's the problem with fitness. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's you hear that a lot. I I mean I've I've heard I've heard that at a ton, right? I mean people point out that Guru Jim Fix died of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. When they got in there and looked at it, apparently he had, he had had twenty other heart attacks he never knew he had because he was in such good shape. So. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, when it's your time to go, it is your time to go. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think the overwhelming evidence is that hey, we can, we can, uh, we can potentially extend our lives, you know, by pushing it and taking care of the ticker we do have. Yeah. And you know what? On 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 an ending point, um, I watched um, Eddie Hall, uh, British strongman. Do you know who Eddie Hall is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know who he is. I watched a documentary on Eddie Hall lifting like a uh, fucking uh, I can't remember the weight he lifted I think it was a, I think it was a ton a ton uh, a thousand kilogram deadlift and afterwards he was like hospitalised his nose was bleeding his chest was under extreme stress and I remember thinking, you know, like you've done that, you've you've done an amazing feat. You've you've basically lifted a horse or a car, whatever you want to say. You know, you've lifted a car, and with with ease. But you, it's not a fit place to be, is it? You can't say a strong man is is good for your heart. You can't say a professional bodybuilder are fit. Their heart isn't fit. There's no cardio that comes with being Arnold Schwarzenegger or you know the next guy who's massive it doesn't come with a fitness tag where what you've done comes with supreme fitness because not only have you cycled you've run and you you run a marathon and then you swam or you swam and then you run a marathon and fitness is where it's at and it is yeah i agree overall health yeah and i like being i like being a hybrid motherfucker too because i like i mean i go lift i still when i lift i still lift it's like yeah. a power lifter. Yeah. That's the funny part about all this is I, I mean, I want to do all that. I want to be able to, you know, to rip up, you know, the big, the big heavy weight with the, the big, the big guys and strong guys. And then I want to go out and, you know, go run, you know, a hundred miles. Yeah. I think being well-rounded and 
focusing on, you know, many different aspects of fitness. And I, I was guilty of that back in my bodybuilding powerlifting days. I was like, man, I'm not running unless a fucking big dog is coming after me or I got to get away from the police. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, that, they talk about that in bodybuilding. The day those guys are tip on stage is probably the unhealthiest day of their life. They're dehydrated. Yeah. Dehydrated. Uh, your blood pressure is all fucked yeah. up. And you know, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a, that's a brutal sport in itself. And it's a, it's a different type of discipline. Of course, um, it is, course it is. I don't fucked up. Bodybuilding is fucked up. I mean, how you can yeah. judge how you can judge someone on their fucking uh, their muscle, um, you know, their muscle contacts when they're like you said, they're probably a week into dehydration. They're shredding. They're probably on some sort of steroid yeah. that's pulling all the nutrients. Diuretic. Yeah, diuretic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. Anyway, my yeah, man. Yeah, I like. I I, I like the objective sports where i mean we're like hey I'm, it's me racing a fucking clock or me yeah. racing me right it doesn't yeah. matter i don't care about anybody else yeah. i don't care about anybody's opinion i care about what the clock says yeah absolutely absolutely right i've kept you for like three hours so i'm gonna have to let you go <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah all right my man i'll talk to you in two weeks okay yeah two weeks time we shall have a fitness segment and i will start training i promise you all right i'm looking Keep me posted, man. I will do. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been brilliant. My pleasure, sir. And don't just uh, don't just leave it to the podcast. Let's talk soon, because you know you're amazing, man. You're you're a good friend. You're a good person. Let's talk. All right, Scott. Anytime, my friend. Have a good evening, sir. And you. Thank you for coming on. And I shall talk to you in two weeks. Well, no, I'll talk to you before that, but I'll talk to you on here in two weeks. Okay, man. Have a good night, Scott. And you, thank you. Thank you. And good night.